A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Go. Right, we're talking and we're stuff, going. I guess. What a weird weekend. The weirdest weekend that I can, I can remember for a long time. Has your weekend been weird generally? Or is it, is it in a normal weekend with weird rugby, or has it also been echoed in life? Uh, well, I spent all my weekend sorting out wedding stuff, which is the first time I've ever done that in 31 years. So hopefully I, the last time. Uh, yeah, def, <laughs> definitely the last time. Well, well come on. No, oh, no, no, we, can't, we, don't, we don't have a crystal ball, yeah. Phil. No, no. Don't sell yourself short. <laughs> <laughs> If things didn't work out with the lovely Claire, uh, I definitely wouldn't be going through this again. Let's let's say that. Well, All right. uh, my team Talk H won a game. I then went to Broughton Park to a, a leaving do. All Talk H'd up, proper like um, uh, I've had my jacket on, I had my tie on, <laughs> my brand new Talk H shirt on. Very inappropriately, didn't look at the scores. Hi lads, how's it going? Uh, and they obviously lost by one point against Glossop, which which is a big deal. Within. Three minutes, I had had my shirt ripped off. Tried to find my shirt, and it was burning outside. <laughs> so, uh, well, my my Friday night. So I, I came back to Manchester, and I went I went to this. It's called a diary party. Now in Manchester, we have the Manchester Evening News. Like in London, you have the Evening Standard or whatever, and they yep. have a, they have an annual party. And I've never been in a room with more orange people. <laughs> it was. Um, yeah, it was like two. Sh- the whole room was two shades uh, more orange than a Satsuma. Wow! Um, and it was all like it was like people from bloody Love Island and like someone who got through to boot camp on X Factor. It was just Krypton a, Factor contestants. It was odd, a really uh, weird. So my weekend was that, that it started very very weird, and the rugby got weird. So let's get into it. Um, it's the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast. You got the music ready? Yes. Let's I go. Whoa, whoa, hang on, complaints. Yes. Don't put our hands in. So hands in. Well, no, hold on. It was only last week we didn't put our hands in. So we are. Uh, are we streaming this right now? Yeah, we've got 11, 11 people watching right wow. now. Okay, wow. so we're on Facebook Live right now, hello. Uh, and it was pointed out last week that when we did the hands in pod on three, our hands didn't go in. Let's remedy that right <laughs> oh, now. Yeah. Hands in. Hands in. Pod, pod on, on three. three. One, two, three. Pod. pod. And now quickly turn on the music. <laughs> <laughs> It's the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast, the podcast about rugby that doesn't take itself or the game too seriously. We are just three mates who love the game. Uh, my name is Tim, that is JB. Hello, Tim. Uh, that is Philip. Hello, Tim. Uh, as we mentioned, a strange weekend. Um, we'll, we'll get into that. Marrow is human. Um, only just. Quins can play rugby. Yes. Only just. Uh, <laughs> and that's only just getting started. Uh, talk of Mike Ford going to Toulon to be head coach. It's, it's, it's lots of strange times. Do you know what? I'm just, I'm just going to start with another bit of music, if that's all right. Yes, of course it is. Because this is quite weird as well. Uh, this is Harlequins in the, in the dressing room after beating Saracens. Oh, 
Now, during the European Championships, we we talked, <laughs> we loved Will Griggs on Fire, the song that the Northern Irish fans did for the Northern Irish striker yeah. Will Griggs, and we did urge rugby teams to do it. Maybe Sale Sharks, who could celebrate Neil Briggs exactly being on fire, who scored this week as well. This was, he was on fire. This was been a perfect time to do it. Uh, but Harlequins did it, and that was they were just it singing did, about Will Griggs, weren't yeah. they? Yeah, I was, I was listening to that, and I was thinking exactly what what you were thinking. Like, yeah. I'm trying to pick out it can't be Will Griggs there's no reason why they do Will Griggs oh it is Will Griggs yeah. <laughs> maybe there's massive Will Griggs fans <laughs> maybe and w- why not I guess clearly well when you beat Saracens you're allowed to do what the hell you want on the on the, on the flip side uh, Marrow suffered his first defeat in senior rugby yeah well 30, 30 yeah first defeat in senior rugby 30 games 30 game winning streak come to an end mm. uh, it had to happen eventually we just, I guess we didn't think it was going to happen against Harlequins, did I didn't we? think it was going to happen all year. Did you not? I did not think they were going to lose all year, and I particularly didn't think they were going to lose against Harlequins. Yeah. We had Harlequins next win as... Oh, in about four or five weeks' time? Yeah. yeah. Maybe in the uh, European Challenge Cup. Do, do they play... Uh, there's LV Cup weeks in the autumn. Yeah, um, LV Cup, but there's, they've got November. European European Challenge but, Cup, so they'll yeah, play right. like a Romanian team or the... Uh, what is it? The team from... Uh, Middle of Russia. Oh yeah, and uh, Enzi and Enzi, Enzi, yeah. Well, did anyone Siberia. see I tell you what, before we get into it, oh, okay. we, let's, let's take care of a little bit of business. Let's do that. Uh, so we're on iTunes, we're on Acast. Leave your reviews on iTunes. Really appreciate it. We've got a couple of five star reviews. I'm just going to highlight here. Uh, one from someone going by the name Cock Tapper One. Nice. Uh, five star review. Let the boys pod. It says best rugby pod out there with more bite than a rabid Chris Ashton bite. Uh, sorry, more bite than a rabid Chris Ashton. More bark than a revved up James Haskell, and more thrills and spills than a night out on the bubbly with Jonathan Joseph. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, and Liam Stokes uh, said I started listening so that I could bluff my way through conversations with my rugby mad mate during the World Cup, and I've ended up hooked. Funny and accessible, and as and is and has. Me, oh, has me enjoying the club game as much as internationals. I'm now chatting as much rugby as anyone can handle. And then Liam finishes re- his review by going, speaking of handles, in brackets, there's a ready-made seg for oh, you, boys. Oh, oh, very nice. we, we got our, our listeners doing segs for us. This is amazing. <laughs> yeah, if you want an amazing handle, a perfectly precision-engineered shaft um, with the best razor that you can get on the end of it for as little as four quid and that handle will be engraved it will be beautiful weighty in your hand metal and you can tweet us and show us your shaft exactly uh, get to Cornerstone uh, you can like I say with a £10 discount by going to eggchasers.cornerstone.co.uk uh, slash eggchasers that's cornerstone.co.uk slash eggchasers or egg ten at checkout then and- you get a £10 discount and it will cost you just four quid to give this mail order razor the best on the market ago. And it's really important because all this around that you see here, all razor money has basically built this whole studio. <laughs> well, and that, that little mic muff that you've got on there is one I pinched from XFM as it well. It is, yeah. I've turned the XFM round, <laughs> thing around. But when we get our next installment of uh, razor money, hopefully, we're going to get the Jonathan Joseph champagne fridge right here. <laughs> That's what we're going to do. Uh, yeah, you know it. You know it. We, we had a good response to the idea of a, a podcast in New York and there was lots of people that are saying that even if their team isn't one of the ones that goes over from the Premiership to play, that they might still... Come along, just do for it. a bit, bit of a knees up. Do it, yeah, it's awesome. Definitely, but we still brilliant. have no news on that. So until we know if they're playing, we can't. Well, we have actually spoken to a few venues, but we can't book the venue. Yeah, this is true. This is true. And last time it wasn't booked till quite late. I seem to remember because I actually booked a stag do for that weekend and had to cancel it. 
because of the New York, because we were working in New oh, York. Because we, yeah. we were grafting in New York. Yeah, very hard, hard work. work you know. It was. Covering all this rugby. Yeah, yeah and I, I bought a load of um, recording equipment for New York, so you know we don't have to slam it like last time. Turns out it's all illegal. Uh, you can't use certain fre- fre- frequencies there, so that's what great news. Who's going to enforce that? I don't, I don't want to risk it. <laughs> <laughs> I think you've been watching Narcos too much. I don't think we're going to get any sort of federal agents um, driving around in trucks. Yeah, <laughs> Well, for just in case, just in case. <laughs> and I think if they did tune into it by accident, they'd, they'd be, they'd be uh, hey guys, got their own. It. This hey, is yeah. great. Yeah, exactly. It's Chris Ashton. <laughs> uh, right. So yes, I, I did see that game. Yes. Uh, no, 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 no. I, I mean, no one saw that game, did they? Because it was. It wasn't like that. I've seen like other than highlights. Yeah. I've seen the highlights. Yeah, the full game is available on uh, the Viva Premiership website, but I've not had a chance to watch the full game. I've watched quite a lot of it. Actually. Yeah, I've watched a decent amount. And. Here is my immediate takeaway. The new fly-half, uh, Lukowski, or whatever his name is. Lazowski. Lazowski is simply not good enough. He's simply not. So uh, there's a lot of positives from him in terms of ball in hand. Do you think? When, when, he's got the, when he runs with the ball, he's a very fluid runner and he beats defenders. Mm. When he's carrying the ball... Now I think some of his kicking can be a bit wayward, and he obviously threw an intercept for yeah. for Tim Visser. So it's the positive stuff is very positive and that's the stuff that is more difficult to come naturally the negative stuff is the stuff I feel he can work on and with time in, in that team in that unit I think he can work more on that and improve that so, well, but he is you, you've got to consider he is the second choice fly half he is but this is why, why they have a problem because what they should have done is they shouldn't have got this young lad trying to prove himself as like an understudy to Owen Farrell they wanted to wanted to get a replacement for Charlie Hodgson so actually, what they wanted is a guy in, the, guy in his thirties who can come in and run a game, yeah. and not have any international ambition or anything like that. He's just you know, maybe, you know, like an older Reese Priestland or someone like that. Someone just with a bit more decision making. His carrying into contact isn't particularly good. Like you say, his kicking wasn't good, and his decision making uh, a couple of times was appalling. And I think that's pretty much why they lost. A big, big part of it. Um, it was also like the perfect storm because you were chipping away at the Saracens team taking talent out left, right, left, right and centre. Well, two positions. Um, and actually, Quinn's played very, very well. They did, and first half in particular, Quinn's were very good. Their set piece held up very, very well, um, which makes a change. Yep. Um, and front football for those exciting backs. And when they're on the rack as well, there was a time... These are the situations I love in rugby. They were on the rack. Their prop had had three or four warnings about going down or, or the hooker. Someone in the front row had had warnings and then he threw in sticks. Saracens win the scrum and then are turned over. It was absolutely brilliant. One of those epic defensive stands. Yeah. No. 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 I'm kind of with you. I just, I think um, from what I have read and the little that I've seen, it was just a massive amount of intensity. And I think we've talked about Quinns a lot. They're, they're one of those teams that when you actually look at the, the players, incredible amount of talent. And, you know, they're, they're, they're spending, they'll be spending close to their salary cap, um, but just can't seem to put it together. I don't, yeah. They, 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 don't did, they did for this 80 minutes. Yeah. How much of it, it was Saracens off the boil? And how much of it was Quinn's really stepping it up? I little think bit, a little lot bit of, of Saracens giving him that. Saracens yeah. should, have, should have won that game. And even, so when they went in, was it 17-0 at half-time? Um, even then, you expect Saracens to come back. We've, we've seen it a number of times, particularly the last... Just after the break as well. 
particularly last season, or was it just after the break? They, yeah, they, um, they scored um, the first try. So I, th- you were thinking, oh, here we go. Oh, sorry, yes, um, Wigglesworth. The Wigglesworth yeah. try was just after the break, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, so you're thinking, no, Saracens are going to come back here. They've done it so many times. Yeah. Is there a parallel with the Leicester Bath game? In I don't know what was going on with Leicester's fly half selection because the change was made late, but yeah. then. Freddie Burns was still named on the bench and played, which made me wonder whether it was a Richard Cockrell mind game because he's done it before. Where he got in trouble for this, didn't he? Because he, he got in trouble said. with with two Langies return last year. Mm. He, um, I was working the game and there was suddenly whispers like two Langies playing, but he didn't name it because he didn't want the focus to be and he wanted. Yeah. Him. So there's law, there's rules about when you're meant to announce your team. So yeah. I'm not suggest I'm not accusing Rich Cockrell of anything. I'm just saying that it wouldn't be unthinkable that he knew all along that Owen Williams was going to start but he didn't want Bath to know that it's certainly yeah. in the back of my mind um, but 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 much like with you talk about Lozowski, um great ball in hand Freddie Burns the same but Owen Williams seemed to give a kind of oh. positional masterclass today yeah he was very good mm. he, he fact, really was Ford were very good with their kicking out of hand yes yeah I, William, Ford lost the plot William's a little better. bit in that sense in the second half but he um, has been great all season so yeah it, I just kind of think this was Luck catching up with Bath. I think they've been lucky so far. Well, no, hang on, they haven't been lucky so far. They've played great, great, great rugby, particularly against Newcastle, but they haven't come up against any real opposition. And Leicester haven't played particularly well up until this point. No, they haven't. First half against Gloucester, they were hammered and they clawed it back. They lost to Wasps at home and then narrowly, very narrowly by a point, beat Newcastle. Mm. Yeah, they and seem then a lot more solid. This, well, it was their, so their set piece was rock solid wasn't it the sex piece was dominant and that allowed them more ball and then their backs actually made their tackles do you think Ellis Genge is pushing for Ayotz's starting position I, I think he's pushing for uh, Joe Marler's England position I, I think before but, maybe let's talk summer tour oh, it's Mako's England shirt though isn't it it's Mako's England shirt but I think Genge is really pushing to potentially be that that backup, he's just—I don't know what it is. He just—he's just explosive. He just—he just make he just does things. Well, he obviously does think that he's a very good player. The way he plays, like trying to be that link man throwing the ball everywhere. If he cuts that out, I think he's going to be a real, yeah. real good player. He does have that swagger yeah. about him, doesn't he? That he thinks he is. Hang on, boys, let me offload d- from the back of this mall. No, no, yeah. no, no. He thinks uh, he's the dogs, yeah. but it's—I I think I'm on, on your side a little bit. 60-70% of the time he, he demonstrates it that 30-40% of the time he tries things that perhaps he shouldn't be trying he, should, he has no business doing yeah yeah and he actually scrimmaged really well and I think that's yeah. the important part because Henry Thomas and um, I had a right a right little ding dong it's hard to tell who was in the wrong I actually think mostly Henry Thomas but that stopped immediately as soon as Genge, Genge came, on. came on I wonder if that might be a cue that they're going to bring through Genge Genge is just all bants as well well, there is some bounce about Ken, sure, yeah. You look at, uh, as, as you will find out, I've got a game of rugby social for us to play uh, at some point, and uh, Ellis Genge appears again on rugby social. <laughs> He's prolific. Hell of a lad. When it comes to rugby social. Yes. In fact, in fact, do you want to just rattle through that game now, quickly? Uh, the bath game. Um, well, or no, the uh, rugby social. Yeah, social. yeah, let's, yeah, do yeah. let's do it. Yeah, all right, because it sort of com- t- brings in some of the games anyway. So I've got uh, a few questions, we'll just rattle through them. So I... I Take a look on Twitter, Instagram and the like, and uh, I have 
got some questions based on it because we know how much rugby players love social media. So, uh, first one, I'm going to see if you can identify the player from the Twitter handle. Okay. Or, or if you no, in fact, if you can tell me the Twitter handle of the player, Tamana Harrison. Tamana Harrison. Oh God. Uh, abrasive seven. <laughs> <laughs> no, you obviously don't know it. Then that's fine. Uh... No idea. I've never looked at Tamana Harrison. Tamana Harrison's Twitter handle is Rasta Dreadlock. What? Oh, because he used to have dreadlocks, didn't did he? he? Oh, he did. He yeah. did. Yeah, yeah. What is this? Re- really? Yeah. His, his Twitter handle is at Rasta Dreadlock. Okay, there we go. All right, uh, I think you'll know this one. Mark Atkinson. Sausage, sausage legs. legs. Sausage legs. Sausage legs. Ten. ten. Well done, Phil. You get the point. Jack Lamb. Ram Lamb. Something like that. Don't know. The the lamb. Oh no no no! Oh no! no, no leg, leg of, of lamb. lamb. Leg of lamb. Leg of lamb. You both said it at the same time. It is at leg of Damn lamb. It. This is a great Twitter handle, right? And then to uh, Twitter and to Ellis Genge. Ellis Genge accused Mike Brown of what this week on Twitter? Was it A having anger management issues, B <laughs> having halitosis, or C <laughs> having an STD? I I'm going to say he probably <laughs> tweeted something like your chat stinks. So I'm going to go with halitosis. Ah, very good. I, well, that, I, I, well, I'm just saying that that wouldn't. I wouldn't. If that was what he said, I wouldn't say that he'd accused him of halitosis. Oh. Okay. Well, you've made your guess. There we go. But you might have got it anyway. Uh, so I'm going to go for something different. I'm going to go for. And he's just got married, hasn't he? So an STD on, on social media is pretty bad. Pretty, pretty harsh. Yeah. Um, mind you, you're sharing the same towel in, the cha- in, in one of the changing rooms, one of the young lads there. Well, it might be Genj. Genj just pass it on through the same towel. Same towel. Let the boys play. Exactly. I'm going to go for the STD. Uh, JB is right. He is having halitosis. <laughs> knew it. So Danny Kerr and Richard Wigglesworth were tweeting about how much they loved Hunted, the TV show. I've not watched this. No, I mean, it's the Channel 4 show where they have to... Hide or something. Hide, yeah, basically. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I think I think that's it. Mike Brown chipped in, because uh, uh, Danny Kerr was saying, Richard Wigglesworth, I reckon we do really well on this. Mike Brown chipped in and said they couldn't cope with it. Uh, Ellis Genge replied to Mike Brown saying, you couldn't either, Mike, uh, or Brownie. You couldn't, Brownie. They'd smell your breath a mile off. Uh, to, which, <laughs> to which Mike Brown said, yeah, Genji, you'd get 100 yards and have to stop. Uh, stop for a break. Hashtag Tubsy. Hashtag loves a kebab. <laughs> Brands are flying everywhere. Everywhere. Lads. Yeah. Mike Brown uh, typing up through gritted teeth, probably <laughs> cracking his phone. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, so next one. Uh, Harry Malinder. I can't. Re- I can't see who I've written that did this. I think it was Genge. Yeah, Ellis Genge compared <laughs> Harry Malinder to. Said he looked like. Was it a Dolph Lundgren from Rocky Four? Yep. Was it B, Johnny Bravo? Ooh. Or was it C, Beavis from Beavis and Butthead? Ellis Genge I'm going compared... to say Beavis and Butthead. I know you've previously compared him to uh, Dolph, Lung... Dolph Lundgren. I am not going to go Beavis and Butthead because, I'll tell you why, uh, it's way before his time. Way before. So, I think Johnny Bravo. Yeah, Johnny Bravo. Okay, uh, Philip gets the point. Yes. It was Beavis. Yeah, you're right. I have compared him to Dolph Lundgren in Rocky Four before, which but, yeah. is a very good comparison. No, uh, no Ellis Genge tweeted a picture of Harry Malander next to Beavis Beavis, <laughs> um, just went, looking good. Looking Actually, no. We'll crack on with this, and then I'll br- bring up that point. Okay, cool. Okay. <laughs> uh, finally, so I don't know what the score so is. It's it? two all. Two all. Yes. Two all. Yes, it is. Oh yeah, yeah. Fine. Who does James Haskell claim is his new best mate? Is it? I don't. No, oh, no, no. Come. <laughs> is it? I think I know. Dermot O'Leary. Is it Prince Harry Windsor? 
Is it Dwayne the Rock Johnson? Oh, I know this. I'll let you go first. Dwayne the Rock Johnson is the correct answer. Your go, Phil. <laughs> it is the correct answer. <laughs> well, we've got three all. It is the correct answer. We'll have to call it a draw. Yeah. Uh, no, we've talked about it before. Do you remember that, that, that YouTube video of that, that guy? Best day of my life. <laughs> yes. Uh, me, the lads, four beers, guilty. Uh, he has just like taken that persona completely on Oh, was that the YouTube the internet. Vi- video that he did? No, yeah. no, no, no. So that guy, that that was just like a a, lad, a guy, wasn't it? Talking about the a, yeah, st- yeah, yeah. a stag do. But he did his own video, didn't he, with his dog? Oh, he's done. He, but yeah, what, what I'm saying did. is, every video he does is in that style now. So he was. He, I was looking at a video and he was talking about the Rock being his best mate. Um, and let's just listen to Hask. He's just become almost like a caricature of that guy. If it'll load up. mental night around the Haskell household yes lads couple of beers girls line at those tequila shots pint pint shot pint sick always the way yeah don't <laughs> spit no don't be spilling it um, actually I'm joking there's nobody there I'm not allowed to have imaginary friends especially not girls Chloe's talked to me and my therapist has but I don't play rugby anymore and all the rest of the lads are out so what's happening around here Pff, breaking bad Okay, I'm behind the times. He's just Water, turned into that guy. Lemons and limes. I know what you're thinking. Bad for your teeth, but. But he's funny enough without sugar. stealing someone else's Emails, stuff. I don't know why yeah. you're Keep the uh, business It's marginally up funny occasionally. Book. Yes, it is a third one. If you, if you use the of it, love it. I am looking American as fuck, but who's my new best mate? Probably followed me on social media and seen. The Rock, messaging me all the time. Giving all that. Come to America House. Let's do movies. Let's be friends. I'm like, Paul, Dwayne, calm down. I will be there. He will be spotting me soon. Hardest men in the room, hardest working men in the room. Saturday night, see you there. there you go. It's, it's a cross between that guy and David Brent, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, <laughs> not a big fan of that. No, no, I know. That's what, that's kind of what I mean. Exactly. Like I, I've, he's he's got really good chat and he's funny yeah. and he tells yeah. good much stories. Much funnier being himself. Yeah, than yeah. yeah. I hear he still lives with his dad. Does he not live with Chloe? No, I think this was his dad. And the reason I say that is because apparently his dad is absolutely minted. And he lives with his dad, um, or in his dad's house, in one of the wings. Uh, this could be complete. I don't nonsense. think that's the case now because he's now living in he's living in Northamptonshire somewhere. Oh, is he? Yeah. Ah, they, everyone moved. had to move up. To yeah. The I thought they all still lived in London. No. No, they've, they've, the whole the whole operation now. Even the academy's now moved up to the Midlands. Oh, I thought the academy had to stay around that area. No, the, the that's that's what happened before. There's been lots of arguments. I mean, it's been lots of arguments about how the how the the country's getting carved up in terms of academy products because yeah. you get a certain catchment area and any player that goes to a school in that area or is born in that area or, or plays for a club in that area is automatically kind of if they get to professional level should go and have to go to their nearest club yeah and wasps landing in the west midlands means leicester a little bit knocked off they're like hold on uh, worcester what, worcester, uh, worcester uh, yeah no you're right in the in the in between Leicester, Worcester, Northampton, aren't you? The big beneficiary of it is London Irish, because they they for a long time were had a massive, massive issue that Quinn's catchment area was massively had so many more uh, kids in it than London Irish's but catchment don't area. Just get every kid of Irish heritage. Is that not the whole thing? <laughs> <of London Irish? laughs> but now London Irish have inherited a load of wasps old. Area, ah. so the way they've carved it up. So, so that's good for them. That's one of the big reasons why Leicester were quite unhappy about wasps, not just geographically, but yeah, because they're like. Oh, I suppose there's only a, you know, what do you look for in your catchment school? A bunch of good 
private schools, I guess. I don't know. Not the only thing. Particularly uh, like it, south southwest and, and feels like it is for Saracens. I mean, London way. Like all of their all of their players go to Harrow or is it St George's or something? Uh, there's there's one in St Albans which is not a private school that a few of them went to. Well, I know, but oh no, sorry, that's Man City. I was going to say uh, Sale go to St Bede's. They don't. That's Man City. Man City. Yeah. Oh, is it? But they're not allowed to play rugby. Uh, football. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting chat there. Yes. So. What we know is we don't know anything about the academy system. Yes. So where does Haskell live? <laughs> uh, he lives in North, he lives in Northamptonshire somewhere, a little village in Northamptonshire. There we go. And um, yeah. So also a resounding win for me. I think it was a draw. I think I think, well, I I think, think you, you claim the win. Yeah. I think I think social media was the winner. Exactly right. Mate. Exactly down. right. Uh, in terms of other winners uh, of the weekend, uh, we, there was another Nick Mullinsism. National treasure. It. National treasure. Matthew Tate. Running like a slippery boiled egg. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be very difficult to. It's going to be very difficult to notice when Nick Mullins finally does get Alzheimer's because some of his commentary recently. Oh no, that's just Nick, and actually he's really suffering. So we're just going to have to keep a close eye on him. It's a horrible thing to say, Jay. <laughs> oh, he knows how much we love him anyway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I d- <laughs> makes makes commentary worth worth listening to. It certainly, certainly does. It. it certainly does. Oh, there's one more question. I've got a deciding question. Sorry, let's, let's decide. Oh this. my god! Call so me, me to go first then. Sorry, uh, yeah, Phil to go first. Jamie George is mourning what? Oh, finishing season two of Narcos on Netflix. Go on. Someone ruining the score before he could watch Watford versus Manchester United that he'd recorded, or C, Val getting eliminated from the Great British Bake Off. Spoiler alert. Uh. I'm gonna say GBBO, Great British Bake Off. I didn't even, okay, uh, I'm gonna say Breaking. Ba- no, I'm gonna say Watford. Uh, Philip is our winner. Yes, oh, he's uh, Jamie George gutted about uh, Bake Off. Yes, uh, right. He looks like a man who would enjoy a nice scone. Scone. Yeah. Nice yeah. Paul Hollywood loaf. Uh, so, which other games would you, would, well, would you well, talk about? There's, a bu- there's loads of others. Just stuff in general to talk about. All right. But, Eddie well, Jones is going to name his 45-man squad. Yeah. Um, we've, had, we've got the weekend of upsets and other games. When does the 45-man squad come out? Friday. For the, for Ooh, the that's exciting. The internationals. Rumour, and we sort of picking up from Leicester, we were just talking about that game, big rumour, Mike Williams in. I, he, and he's, another he's in the, Zimbabwean. He's in the wider squad at the moment, isn't he, Mike yeah, Williams? Talk is that he's because Jack Clifford's now out. Yeah. Um, yes. So, and, and Ewers hasn't been back fit yet. Yeah, I was... did think originally that he just described Ewers and they c- came back with the wrong player. <laughs> Zimbabwe in back row, Zimbabwe in back row. Yeah, Armand, uh, Ewers, Williams could be any one of them, couldn't it? Oh, I, I wish they could set up some sort of exiled Zimbabwe team. <laughs> we talk about this. It would this be a so team of back, be a team so of back rows. That would be it. Dave, yeah, Dave Denton, well, David Pocock. Is Dave Denton another one? Yeah, yeah. Good. Denton, Pocock, Williams, Ewers, uh, Ewers Armand. Uh, isn't the the beast? He was Zimbabwean. Beast, yes, beast he is Zimbabwean. Right. Yeah, so, so was Mujati. Because yes, well, because Mujati is properly Zimbabwean. He played for South Africa for a handful of times, and then he was disqualified from playing for South Africa because they discovered he wasn't South African. Like he's got no South African in him whatsoever. Wow. So he is Zimbabwe through and through. Was he not on residency rules? Nope. Eligible? Wow. Uh, he is Zimbabwean. So he can't play. Although he's got South African caps, he's banned from playing for South Africa. Unless he goes back and requalifies on residence. I don't think he's going to do that at this stage in his career. 
They do some good. Uh, doesn't even like rugby. Good uh, brisket over yeah. there, though. <laughs> uh, I can't see that happening. But like some sort of non-cup game, so you don't need to have any like eligibility issues. Yeah, almost like a barbarians game, and see what see what they can put together. Yeah, I'd like that. I'd like that. It's a shame with the political situation that that Zimbabwe. I love that they were in the first World Cup. Were they? Yeah, in '87. Yeah, it'd be an, it'd be an enormous team, and they'd be pretty tough too. Yeah, they really would. Hmm. Um, Any other bolters for the England squad? Well, I was wondering whether, like, who you think, based on what we've seen, whether you'd say there was any other potential bolters. Um, he's been in the England squad before, but I think he's only played one game uh, on form. I think Rocco Taguni has to yes, be in there. Absolutely right, Rocco looks class. Yeah. Uh, who else? Uh, Sky. Uh, sorry, BT were talking today about Banahan as a potential centre. I think that's a no go. Mm, um, no. Not for me. No, absolutely not. Malander did look good. Uh, again, two things. Slade and Malander, we talked about them not being 10s when they were named at 10 in the first weekend of the season. Or the question mark next to them, are they 10s? Yeah. They look so comfortable at 12, the pair of them. Yeah. Um, really uh, like Malander at 12. Alongs- yeah, I like Malander at 12, very much so. And alongside Slade, Sam Hill had a great game this week. Yes, he did. At 13. I've never seen him play there. Yeah, but it's though, they're so interchangeable. I'm- Whoever plays in the centres for Exeter... Yeah. It doesn't really matter what numbers was, on the back. I was confused about that because uh, Slade has played an awful lot of thirteen, and Hill has played an awful lot of twelve. Yes. Why do they pick them in the off, in the in the wrong shirts? <laughs> I just don't think it matters too much because when when Slade the last couple of seasons when he's been wearing thirteen, he's so frequently used as that, that second receiver or that second kicker, mm. um, and it 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 really doesn't matter. What well, it's, it's fascinating. We were talking about it last week, and the, 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 we've been talking about the, the faster pushes from the defences. And Exeter looked brilliant because, and a lot of it was Slade. Steenson was orchestrating things, but Slade was able to get Exeter into that wide space mm. with the with the with Sam Hill basically being the decoy runner. Flip it behind him. To yeah, the back three. a few things we learned about Exeter, I think, over the last month now is a Steenson is vital. Mm. Yeah, and B, I don't think Slade. It is quite up to the task of being an international fly off. I think he's going to suffer from this kind of being incredibly talented and just move shifting around the back line. Yeah, like Austin Healy syndrome. Yeah, except not quite not quite as versatile or quite yeah. on his feet. So like he's got beautiful skills. He's a hell of a player, but I don't think he's going to nail down an England place because I don't think they're going to find a, a position find a for, home him. for him. Yeah, I I would agree with that. Now. The one thing I would say, and I made this point a few weeks ago when he first played at 10, I think he could be an absolutely exceptional 10, but Exeter almost have to sacrifice a season of yeah. potentially finishing the top four just to get him enough game time for him to be as comfortable as someone like Steenson in the 10 shirt. Exactly right. And it's, are they willing to make that sacrifice? Because you've got to calm down. You've got to calm down and you've got to... Well, you just got to make the right decisions, and you can't get overall and think, "Oh, well, I, I might be able to do this. I might not be able to." At least, and that's Stevenson. That, you know, he can't do it. That same approach meant that Leicester lost George Ford because they yeah. weren't prepared to put him in. Well, put him in when actually, they weren't totally sure. I mean, yeah. the conspiracy theory about George Ford is, of course, his dad showed up at Bath, and maybe, just maybe, he might have said to Bruce, "Look, if you if you sign me to yeah. some money, get the maybe maybe George will come. Maybe he won't." <laughs> but you know, yeah. we're having dinner tomorrow, so. Just wait and see. And if not, you can get Joe. Yeah. It, it, that, that Slade situation is a very good example of why um, 
promotion relegation, scrapping promotion, scrapping relegation, it would allow it to work slightly better. Okay. I'm not saying that I'm not saying that Exeter are going to get relegated, but you can try more things. Um, the only problem is then you lose your Champions Cups or potentially lose your Champions Cup space for next year. Yeah, yeah, that is a big problem. Well, as we're on the, the issue of Slade, there is a guy who played in that same game who I think we should all watch out for because it might work out very well for him. Uh, it is, I can't even remember his name now, um, the fullback for Bristol... Jordan Williams. Jordan Williams. Jordan Williams. Who? You know, and, and, anything about Jordan Williams? Uh, all, uh, very little. All I know that in a, is in our fantasy rugby game, he's listed as a fly half. He yeah. is. Well, he is a fly half. Uh, well, but fly half fullback. So, in World Cup 2013, uh, under-20s World Cup 2013, mm-hmm. when Wales, they got to the final, I think, That's they right. beat South Africa and he scored an incredible um, yeah, an unbelievable so try the reason that I compare the two is Jordan Williams is basically the Welsh Henry Slade if Henry Slade was content about being the best under 20s player four years ago and then started <laughs> drinking solidly for three years <laughs> I mean that is basically where we're at here but if he gets it right he is a serious talent um, and I think if, I mean if you watched his kicking it was spot on particularly over uh, PC who you know, I think Austin Healy might, might, might have said it, is not a fly half. I, I, I think they've nailed that one down. Uh, <laughs> and also, like his running, his acceleration, he's a very, very nice player. He is. But they just need. But mind you, last year, I think he was at, I don't know, um, I want to say one of the smaller Welsh teams. Like, was he Scarlet? No, he was in the Welsh Premiership last year. Was he? I think he got Bloody signed hell. from Merthyr or somewhere. Oh, God. Oh, I think I'm just going on to our fantasy team. I think he's in a free agent at the minute. Isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he's a fly half. Fly half, mate. Playing in the outside backs. Well, that's not a bad thing. It's anyway. not a bad thing if he kicks, actually. Actually, it's a very good thing if he kicks as well. Interesting. Interesting. Mm. That's almost the perfect combination if he kicks. I think he'd be better off than uh, Mugford. JV, for you. <laughs> Mugford's a hero. <laughs> got no game time at all at all this week. Oh, such a shame. Um, Isn't he still... Concu- I was not expecting him because he got taken off with a HIA. I know. Um, so, just on, on... Well, so we can talk about games more generally, but um, in terms of some of the results of the weekend, it, it was it was an odd weekend, as we've already talked. We weren't, weren't expecting Saracens to come a cropper to Quinns. No. Yeah. We weren't expecting Gloucester... To come a cropper at home to Newcastle. Gloucester looked so good last weekend against Sale. I don't know what's going on here. I mean, there is an, an element here, I think, of arrogance on Gloucester's part. I think they thought they'd, they'd walk this. Some of the substitutions they made, or sorry, some of the changes to their starting team for me were just outrageous. But taking Laidlaw off Laidlaw. is the heartbeat of your team. Laidlaw is so important. It's a great demonstration of just how important Laidlaw yeah, is. I mean, he's a good. Scrum, he's not a great scrum half. He's a good scrum half. But what he does is he brings that kicking game. Yeah. And on top of that, against Sale, it was his kicks over and over again, which allowed them to stay in the game and allowed them to play a bit. They're not very good with ball in hand. I mean, they go side to side and they don't really penetrate much. They do occasionally, but not, but not much. Um, they didn't play any of their senior guys. So you're looking at um, 12 Trees, who for a long time was their, their club captain. Yep. You've got big, big money, big signing hook. And uh, obviously you've got the captain. So those three didn't, uh, didn't play any part in the starting lineup. It also brings me on to this, which I think might be something to do with Gloucester. Do you think they're signing the wrong profile of player? This kind of ex-international, not quite in the senior side on the back end of their career on big money. So I think they're looking for they're looking for value and I mean that by the fact that 
they're in general looking for players with the international experience, but who aren't going. They're not going to lose for part of the season. Yes, which I think is smart. Look at Quinn's. which is which is smart. Yes, and when versus and Sale, they have exactly the same approach. Saracens lose nine of their first team squad for but on the other hand. I feel they're getting day. these guys on the downside of the career, and that's well, the yeah, that's yeah. the danger, Jeremy isn't Thrush. it? Yeah, uh, Hawk, Hibbard, Afoa. Oh yeah, I, I can't yeah. think like these are big names. Are they more interested in making a big splash? than actually signing players for the future. Because if you take someone else, let's look at, say, Saracens, a load of their guys came up from the academy, as we've all spoke about. They've got lads from the Championship. You look yep. at Ellery, you look at Barrington, um, numerous more. Then the other guys are in and around the squad. Yeah, they pepper them with some world, world stars, like Berger. But the rest of it is kind of underwhelming. You've got to watch Saracens to appreciate where the talent is you don't know it just by looking on a sheet of yeah, paper and I'd also say something else from another team that have done very well in recent years Rob Baxter puts in an Exeter putting a massive amount of uh, emphasis on the type of bloke that they're signing like yeah. someone that they know even though they know yeah Jeff Parling might be signing his final professional contract with us but we know enough about him and I do my research and I spe- he speaks to people enough that he knows he's going to be a model professional and not just take, yeah. take the cash I mean, in. I'm yeah. not saying these guys are not model professionals, but it is telling that Gloucester is starting to play some of the lesser names, like Burns and Atkinson and, you know, you name it. Uh, Purdy. Purdy. Yeah. yeah. There's loads. And interestingly, their starting lineup, they only had, from what I can tell, three players who've came through their academy or have been there any length, uh, any length of time, which are Burns, um, Purdy, and. No, Purdy. I think Purdy was from uh, Leicester originally. Was he? Yeah. Which we want to talk. Got... We want to talk about a hotbed of rugby in Gloucestershire and yeah. down there. They oh, Burns, Savage, and Sharples. Mm. What about this Jacob Rowan, the back row who He's, started? He at came seven. from Leeds. Did he come from Leeds? He was captain at Leeds, Carnegie, and before that he was Nottingham. Right. And so I, I do think I maybe think... give them the benefit of the doubt, let them mm. bed in a bit more because these guys Ooh. do have talent. Their achievements have shown that. But are they on the wrong side? And maybe they, I don't know. I just can't work it out. Really, I don't really but like the way that they play. Of all of that, you've been focusing on Gloucester and their weaknesses. And Newcastle, they very nearly beat a very good Leicester team last week. Yep. Uh, and they did beat Gloucester at King's Home, which is no mean feat. No, and well said. Uh, I thought Sacchino for like what three weeks running now was class. Sacchino and Walduck. So that was his first Premiership <laughs> yeah, try. First Premiership try since the 2011-12 uh, season. He's had an odd little career the last few years, hasn't he? London so, Irish didn't do anything last Northampton, year. Northampton, Northampton didn't, Wasps didn't before play, that. Ohio play. Aviators or wherever he was. Yeah, yeah, so he went to play in the American um, League, the Pro League, um, for, it's only, what, 12 weeks or something like that yeah. that, it, that it goes for. Um, actually got some fitness back and he's come in and he's looking pretty decent. He scored a handy try. He made a few good breaks. Defense still a little bit suspect. Defense is very suspect. But very suspect. some very positive. And if you've got the two of them, Sacchino and Waldock actually looks like quite a nice centre pairing. And then you throw in Goniver, Sonotti, and Lord Hammer of uh, Hammersley of Hammershire of Hammershire. Lord yeah. Hammer of Hammershire. And Nick Mullins actually said to me once on the on the BT bus last season, he well we know he listens to the podcast. Hi Nick. Um, he actually said that every time he commentates on Newcastle and, and Hammersley has the ball. Following on from listening to our pod, he just said, "I, I he has such an urge to shout Hammer! <laughs> <laughs> Look at that prefect run." <laughs> 
Like he's chasing he, a naughty child. Unfortunately, went off after 30 minutes with a head, in, head injury. Speaking of um, centres who have been playing well in lower leagues and could make a, an impact on the Premiership, this week, Robbie Fruin is thought to be coming over to Bath. Wow. Get done. He's been playing in the MPC and looking quite good. Okay. Good. And getting some match fitness together. Good. Yeah, I, I really hope because a few seasons ago, everyone was talking him up for an all-black cap and he, he never made, quite made it, but he looked absolutely brilliant. Uh, yeah, so Fruin, yes, got that one. What's this Cruden chat which you sent me on WhatsApp? So Cruden, so your mate, the Fiss. Oh, yeah. Has we get him on the line right now? <laughs> Let's not get I, him on I, the line right now. I mean, I can do that, just saying. I'm not I mean, quite often, if you, <laughs> quite often, if you want to know what, what rumours Fiss is talking about, you just need to come <laughs> to us first. No, and Fiss then... is the man. Fiss, Fiss has got all the rumours, mate. <laughs> well, no, that's not true, is it? It's kind there, of there's true. been a bunch of rumours where we've been there way, way before him. But anyway. He has, he has some rumours. We, have, we have some rumours. He has some rumours, but he also t- tries to claim our rumours as his rumours. So the rumour from the Fiss is that... Two premiership clubs are looking at Aaron Cruden for £700,000 per year, which doesn't seem like bad money when Kirtley Beale's allegedly £750,000 per year. Yeah. Well, no, I wouldn't actually, no. Well, would not, not out, would you out of your own pocket? Well, we can have the. It depends the, who your 10 was. We can have the Jonathan Joseph champagne fridge, or we can have Aaron Cruden. What, just in here? Yeah. Just in here, Let's yeah. Have him make his tea. In the co- yeah, we can do what you want. Yeah, you, you can, can be a runner. Soundboard. Yeah, yeah. Go to cornerstone.co.uk slash egg chasers. Uh, yeah, use our yeah, use our code. Uh, uh, Cruden, Cruden <laughs> ten. <laughs> you will be charged a little bit more than four pounds this time. <laughs> yeah. uh, are they paying that money for him? Yeah, mate. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, until well, for the past few seasons, when Carter's been injured, he has been the first choice or second choice fly half. So hold on, he said two teams are looking at him. So mm-hmm. two teams for seven hundred thousand pounds. They are allegedly Worcester, right? Um, although Randland played very well this week, weekend. I don't think it's a long-term solution, Not but and I'd rather exactly. have Cruden, but Randland did play well and Harlequins. And Harlequins does make a lot Ooh, of sense. Makes a lot of sense. Ooh, that's nice. And they've come and live in money. London for a bit. Yes. Or Worcester. Or Worcester, yes. Well, you can say the, the Academy House has got excellent Wi-Fi and internet <laughs> access and private rooms. Relaxation rooms. Relaxation rooms. rooms. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, Horlickens makes sense. Um, mind you, they won with Tim Sweel. Maybe Tim Sweel's the answer. Hmm. hmm. Did he miss his first two conversions? Hmm. Don't know, did he? Uh, yes, because they were 10. They were 17, three tries and one conversion. Out, out with one all-black understudy, in with another. Yes. At the end of the season. It'd be interesting to see. Marquee signing for for Quinns. They, they can probably afford yeah. it. Well, can, yeah. Yeah, well, and and from from his side, so he was expected to be first choice replacing um, Carter, but he's been usurped by Bowden Barrett. So who would be the backup ten for the All Blacks then? Sapoanga. Sapoanga. Right. This yeah. is awesome. So let's just or Moanga or Damian McKenzie, who would then be playing fly half for the Chiefs. Hang on, McKenzie wouldn't. Is he a fly half? Apparently, he's originally his normal position is a fly half. He's played a lot of. Uh, 15 because Cruden's been starting for the Chiefs so let's play but our favourite game which is Fly Half Carousel yes okay, so I've been I've been doing some doodles I don't have them here but I do so we're going to have we're going to have Ford going to Leicester next week yeah. that, that's our rumour yes the, yeah. fi- the Fist has got uh, oh, Chris Cruden, came out Cruden. Three, three weeks ago shut up <laughs> he did shut up <laughs> he, all right, fine. he didn't all right. 
No, he didn't. <laughs> no, he didn't really. He did. Fort to Leicester, yeah. So Fort to Leicester, right? Which means yeah. Burns goes. But I think Williams goes at the same time. I think Williams goes because he wants a central contract. Not because he wants a central contract, he wants to play for Wales, okay? Yeah. So Williams goes. Yeah. We've then got Ford over the channel, one, Ford, Flood over the channel wanting to come back. So where, so where, does, he, where does he go? Uh, he could go back to Leicester. He could go, he could to, go to Newcastle. Back I to don't Newcastle. Think he's going to go to Newcastle. Sale. I think Sale. There was talk about flood to Sale this year. Was there? Yeah, yeah. I could see that one. Uh, then, but then Burns doesn't fit in anywhere because, of course, Harlequins now have Cruden. So maybe Burns ends up in Worcester, which is a horrible fit. Yeah, mm. Burns in Worcester. Or Burns well, just sits. sits well, no, it's, I don't think it's that horrible a fit. Did you see the Worcester Sale game this? This weekend, yes, Worcester's backs are looking very, very good. Oh, I don't mean it's a horrible fit in that respect. I think it's a horrible. It's a step fit down going from Leicester's starting ten to Worcester's. Yeah, well, that and also he's not that solid in defence either. Yeah, and Worcester need every man at the pumps all the time. <laughs> what? Uh, here's one that some Sale fans I chatted to were really hoping that they might be able to pull, off, pull off a bit of a coup. And there was a couple of them. Just like wandering around Manchester, looking lost, amazing. Um, um, Ruin Pinar would be a great fit for them. Oh, he'd be a great fit for anyone. For anyone, yeah. But I'm quite excited about that. Yeah. What for sale? Yeah. I mean, maybe maybe Ruin Pinar would come because he knows how much you appreciate him, Phil. And it's only a short. It's only a short plane ride away from his favourite church in Ulster. Yeah. I mean, it all... He can can rent my spare room. He can go back and forth. I can give him a lift to Manchester Airport. Exactly. He can get the tram. He can get the tram. tram. So that would would be very, very nice. Mm. And also, he'd fit in with the way that Sale played. Because, hear me now, believe me later, one of my outrageous comments, I'm going to tell you right now, Sale played the most attractive rugby in the Premiership. Someone someone disagree with that statement. Hold on, Uh, you didn't play the laughter sound effect. Um... (laughs) Where's, where was that? Where was your canned laughter sound effect? No, hey, I'm deadly serious. They're very attractive. comfortable with getting the ball wide in the back, so I'll give them that. Oh, I think it's it's good to watch. Ad- Addison looked brilliant on yeah, the weekend. Addison is in my all. I'm, I'm not. We're not going to do this 15 because there's only a few players that make it. There's actually some spots you can't fill, but he's in my dead hard 15. Yeah. So there's Addison. Uh, not quite. Uh, Jamie Roberts isn't quite hard enough because he's so big. Like it, it doesn't really pass. Yeah. But the other one is Liam Williams. So those, so those yeah. who have made it. And into I'll be the adding more, more players into the dead art. Okay. We, 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 we could have a new segment on the show. Dead art. Dead art. We'll just have that. Dead art. Just us talking about Will Addison every week. Just, we can just induct players as and when they um, we feel we need to. Yeah. Just, where's, there's going to be a lot, a lot of rejections though. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, that's fine. People can... All right, suggest, if there's a player for your club or who you watch or who you think is dead art, hashtag... Mm. Dead hard. How are we spelling that? Are we having the H on the hard. Yeah, do the the, the right. like the Broughton Park Mancunian way. Dead hard. Dead hard. Yeah. Apost- apostrophe A R D. Yeah. Well, the apostrophe will ruin the hashtag. <laughs> oh yeah, but, of course. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, whatever. Just well, whatever. Dead hard. Who's your dead hard player? Uh, uh, will Addison is a is a contender. Although he's also properly injury prone. Well, that because he's dead hard. So like the thing about Will Addison, if you want, I mean. Uh, there's a common misconception that dead odd is kind of... Um, I'm going to stop saying that because it sounds stupid. Uh, but like <laughs> someone who, like, I don't know, Julian White who throws his weight around and all, and all the rest of it back in the day. But Julian White was 20-odd stone, farmer, strong as anything. You know, he's got something to back it up. 
someone like Addison just puts his body on the line over and over again, and that and that's you know, very hard, very very. Like hard. Liam Williams. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like, I, Johnny, I, like Johnny Wilkinson used to. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah Johnny Wilkinson. Punching above your weight, that kind of thing. Good example. Disregard for your body. Yeah. Oh, so we could be like uh, you know how people say, oh, he's he's punching above his weight. We could uh, we could sort of follow that vernacular. We'll work on the on the on the words we use. Yes. Yeah. Good. Um, but yeah, we'll, I think that's, that's a good little thing now, to celebrate. I now, think. someone disagree with my my point about Sale playing the most attractive rugby in the UK at the moment. Uh, it's very subjective. Sorry, in the Premiership, it's very subjective. Well, ball in hand, uh, going wide, forwards handling. Uh, I mean, the forwards handling is actually remarkably good. It's okay. Mo- I didn't watch, watch that. It, game. Watch it. I, I watched. I watched the game this weekend, the Worcester Sale game. I've seen. I've seen the full extended highlights twice actually, and I'd say the Worcester way of playing was probably more attractive than the sale way of playing well, we had uh, lamb making breaks you had wine and Oliver Olivier um, through the centres yeah. and the, the, those young the, the two Shilcock and Humphreys. Perry Humphreys yeah, they Perry were brilliant Humphreys, I don't even think it has a Wikipedia entry not in red <laughs> just doesn't exist on Wikipedia <laughs> that's how new he is so okay maybe, mm. maybe but if you look at last season as well Especially their home form, and they're drawing with Saracens. They're mm. beating Leicester. They're getting bonus points everywhere. But that wasn't from playing. Well, again, this, this. Well, this is it when was. it comes back to the subjectiveness. So you think, in your opinion, very attractive rugby can be a brutal scrummaging or kick and kick and chase if it's executed very effectively. This is the subjective nature of it that most people, most rugby fans in the terraces would say no we want to spread it wide we want to go through it. all That's the hands the offloading from everywhere which doesn't necessarily win, win your games but that is the kind of common conception of uh, attractive rugby which yeah. is exactly what Sale are doing Egg. do you think oh uh, watch I, them I'm not sure no, you've got, you've, La- you've last got... year I think they've got the same blueprint that, uh, from the little I've seen of them this season they've got the same brutal blueprint which they had last season which was Get the ball into the right areas, strong set piece, and then let it no. and then let it go when you're I mean, in. Yes, they have a strong set piece. Yes, they have a good good line out and a good scrum. But when they're ball in hand, they look like a rugby league team. The forwards go up and they they will pull it back uh, with hands and it'll go wide. And the patterns they're using I'm look great. To, I'm looking forward to Mike Haley getting back into that. Yeah. Haven't Sale got Toulon coming soon? They yeah. have. I'm going to that. Right. Yeah. Well. I'll come to that as well. Yeah, if I'm available. Um, oh, well, I'm glad there's a ground you can get into, JB, in the United Kingdom. Yeah, and like Leicester. Yeah, furious uh, because they've got like capacity issues with the press. They've, set, they've gone back to the Rugby Writers Club and said, "Hey guys, what do you think the uh, criteria should be for go, for going to games?" The response is. The, the criteria should be you're in the rugby, uh, uh, rugby writers yeah, club. Yeah, so, but, but people might not Shock. understand. So J- JB, JB had a massive, massive rant. Uh, understandably, he was really upset this weekend. He wanted to go to Leicester. I now, wasn't prepared to pay for it. I wasn't that upset. No, we're not, <laughs> we're, we're not, we're not saying... Um, we're not say, I'm a big deal, right? We're not, trying to, say, we're not trying to say we're a big deal, but I think that, <laughs> that we are the, the number one weekly rugby podcast. Yeah. We get more listeners and readers of the Leicester Mercury. Well, you know? exactly. Our reach uh, far exceeds that of local newspaper rags, but they've got a, they've got a little cartel going on, haven't yeah, they? Yeah, absolutely. So. They've got a closed shop. All, all the rugby writers have told Premiership Rugby, right? We think only pr- print journalists should uh, should be allowed in the press spot, even though, like you say, the, the circulation of these papers is minuscule. Yeah. So yeah. So JB couldn't go. So that's why I didn't go. Derek. <laughs> Derek from. Derek from I know, from the, the 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 
the Worcester Sentinel went instead. Yeah. No, no idea. The old big gazette. Yeah. Yeah, kind of annoyed. And by bloggers that. and like online bloggers are, well, are there, and you're not. Uh, How do you feel about no, that, JB? I think you've got to be in the Rugby Writers Club. You've got to be associated with a newspaper or printed or, or printed publication. Well, anyway, I'm sure you'll hear some more rants about this <sighs> in the future. Oh well. Uh, right. So, um, can we quickly touch on the Pro 12? Well, yeah. Before you do that, because okay. you were just talking about a player who was dead ad. Uh, what about a player who's dead soft, or his body is just made uh, of made yeah. of. Made of. Oh, uh, I, I know where this is going. Go on. And made of balsa wood, uh, Manu Tulangi. Right. The biggest what waste is of, going on? He's the biggest waste of money in English rugby. Uh, I think Cockrell should have. I mean, there's lots of reasons that Cockrell should answer to his superiors in past years for you know not winning titles and spending loads of money and that kind of stuff. And you know, on the whole, he does a reasonable job. But this is where a, a director of rugby has to really be accountable now is your signings and your allocation of your resources it's not about coaching it's about allocation of resources he's spent from what I can tell almost a record sum on on, on rumoured to be around 400 yeah 450 yeah which at the time well it, well it is a huge amount right? it's, it's a, a huge, huge amount. amount it's a huge amount and the guy has not played he had all that time out with his pectoral he's now got the groin he was in Germany the, uh, this week getting it seen by a specialist now he's out for six weeks um, uh, this just isn't acceptable. Yeah, six to eight weeks. And last time he was out for six to eight weeks, me and Tim saw him playing against Ulster, and he was supposed to be out. He did his growing. He was supposed to be out for six to eight weeks, and he, twelve months later, and he still hadn't played. So, mm. and this is the same. Uh, it's a continuation of the same injury. It looks like. So he's um, yeah. He's... I, st- I still contend that he's. He's too strong. His muscles, his <laughs> tendons aren't strong enough to, co- about, to, co- to contain the strength of his muscles. They said that about Ronaldo. That was apparently his problem. Like the original one, not the really... Not Fat the Ronaldo. Real. Yeah. Or... Like when he was really, really good, that yeah. apparently was his problem. He was oh, too wow. too powerful. Oh, wow. Uh, but yeah, I, that could be a real thing. But here is definitely a real thing. He costs too much money, plays too little, and in the era of, of the salary cap, just get rid of him. Why don't you let, I don't know, someone else pay him Worcester. for... Well, they, the Worcester were offering him... 600k or something. Which is yeah. ludicrous. Yeah. So 600k of your salary cap. Like 10% of, of, of your salary cap for a guy who, who you never see. Came to spend a year in the uh, USA Pro Rugby. Like Waldock. Season there. No. Ma- Mike Ford, take him to Toulon. Let him have a year, let him have a couple of years down there sorting his body out. Work for, uh, he worked, worked for, for Wilkinson. And worked Juan for Smith. Juan Smith. But they do, they do put him through the meat grinder though, don't they? It's such a massive squad though. It is. A, it's an enormous squad. Yeah. Imagine him and it would, it would be made bigger by Tuolangi, though. That's what's scary. Him, Mononu, and Bastaro as the options <laughs> in the centre. Well, if Mononu decides to go to Bristol, which I've heard nothing more about, there would be a space in there for a very direct centre, should they want one. Yes, should they want another one Yeah, to accompany Bastaro. Which, mm. you know, has been a, a Relatively massive success so far. Well, one, one more rumour, because you're right, the Nonu, the Nonu rumour uh, is gone quiet again. That, that, that lead has gone cold. That might be not happening. Do you want me to confirm it with this? Uh, so you know, <laughs> no, no, I'll, I'll, I'll work on it. It's fine. Sure? Yeah, oh. uh, but another one, um, and I got this from our friends from our friends in New York City, Bayon Bombers, and uh, one of the members of Bayon Bombers, uh, Bombers, saw Ben Ryan in New York. Ryan, Ryan, Lion, Ryan Ben Ryan. Ryan. Yeah, got uh, Olympic gold medalist with Fiji, Ben Ryan, and he's talking to people in the United Kingdom about a job oh. uh, and then there's rumours about that Wales have been talk- talking to Ben Ryan about well, what? Uh, 
I would not be happy with him being the national coach. I'm not saying the national no, coach. You want him as a skills involved, backs coach, like skills, attacking backs coach, coach, a skills coach, I'm something not even sure like that. I do. I mean, I, I have reservations about. Think about of his... the evolution of potential evolution of Welsh rugby. Someone like Ben Ryan could be a really nice I little mean, addition. Of kind of Sean Edwards looking after the defensive side, Warren Gatlin overseeing it all, and kind of and the, but then someone else like Ben Ryan coming in and helping Gatland evolve this team slightly. I'm not convinced because I there's a couple of things, a couple of reservations I have about Ben Ryan. All this uh, this culture nonsense. I don't like that. Culture uh, eats strategy for breakfast. Says <laughs> quote unquote Ben that, Ryan. I'm pretty sure what happened to Stuart Lancaster. What, what, just, what does that mean? Because a lot of people got in touch with us in the week because Ben Ryan's been tweeting pictures of notes that he's it found nothing. when he it, started the Fiji coach and one of the notes on it says culture eats strategy for <laughs> breakfast. But I didn't know whether that was a quote that JB would love, i.e. Um, culture only is only any good if there's, lo- if there's strategy or whether he's saying culture is better than strategy in which case you would hate that quote. Oh, I see. No, I hate you, you could look at it from. No, I, I, I hate it. It just seems lazy. It's like, oh yeah, be good people. That, yeah, fine, done. Um, <laughs> I know. I, I don't think it's talking about being good people. I think it's the team bond. It's it's no, that no. team building. You you're reading it one way. Yeah. Do you do you think that the, that Fiji team are good because they put their tape in the bin, or because they are a unit and they would die for each other out there? Well, okay. Yeah. Look. Um, let me just clarify. <laughs> culture isn't bad, okay? It's what is this end result? What is the end culture? And is it about putting tape in the bin and buying your mum flowers? Well, if it is, I don't think it's going to win many rugby Why matches. haven't you written a quote on that England shirt behind you about, uh, about I told you what so. that shirt means to you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, well, I can't remember. I'm, I'm, I'm so... Yeah, so I reckon, right, that someone like Ben Ryan or Stuart <laughs> Lancaster, or maybe both at the same time, they probably... Uh, Walked into an All Blacks meeting, and all the, all the All Blacks are there typing on their uh, laptops, looking at various statistics, having a talk by an accountant, and they were all busted, and they all look up rather sheepishly. And then Steve Hansen tells them, orders them to high five and talk about culture, and they go, "Oh right, yeah, it's culture, <laughs> culture, no, it's culture. strategy, it's strategy, and it's analysis, and it's hard work." Now that might be, hard work might be part of your culture, but it doesn't mean oh the whole culture thing is it's it's infuriating because it's so wrong. It's, it's so wrong. And it's just won a gold medal. Yeah, but they're the best sevens players <laughs> in the world. Uh, you just reminded me, you just said Steve Hansen. I've got to show you this. This oh, is incredible. Is... I will tweet this out at Rugby Podcast, is where you can find us on Twitter. Uh, this is New Zealand head coach Steve Hansen advertising Dominator Garage Doors. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> oh my God. Sorry, run the past me again. Measuring quote from the experts: the doors are tough, reliable, and good-looking. They'll help protect your home and protect your family. Giving you the security you need. Oh, low battery. Sorry. Textiles, colours, and finishes customised to suit your home and your taste. At the end of the day, it's all about trust. Make the right call, just like I did. Talk to Dominator. <laughs> Awful, I mean, awful. Like, the worst use of a green screen oh, uh, you've wow. ever seen. I, mean, I don't know. Where do, where do you start with this? Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, by the way, if you want to talk about culture and people, would you would you put your body on the line for that man? Because I'm not sure. Uh, I would. <laughs> uh, no, I'm not sure I would. I don't know how he's done so. Well. I mean, yeah, we know it, it's we the know. same. It's the same as Fiji. He's, they've got the the best players in the world. If I just get right. The best players in the world, like Toulon, say. I just go yeah. to Toulon, and then just write on a notepad every day, um, uh, uh, 
buy your mother flowers or something like, like that and yeah. we win the Heineken Cup. It's not because I've written buy your mother flowers or culture is essential or let's write on our let's write on our shirts or any of this nonsense whatsoever. Just have the best players. Have the best players co- coach well and use strategy. Well not not even strategy. not even coach well. I just get like just say backies, Johnny you got this. Sort sort the boys out. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's see, basically see, what see they did Yeah. <laughs> so actually, maybe that is a culture thing. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's that, that's my that, that's my point. What nonsense. Anyway, going going on from culture. Yeah. And Stuart Lancaster. Uh huh. So he's in the last two weeks has doubled his top flight rugby wins in, in the last two weeks. He's turned it around. He's turned that toxic Leinster culture around. <laughs> he had two wins to his name in in <laughs> yeah. in domestic club rugby before. Before he took went to Leinster, I'll tell you what. This was a real beatdown. I mean, this I put out a tweet on Friday of the games that I was most looking forward to, and it was th- it was that game. It was I can't remember the Premiership game that I put. X to Bristol, no or Northampton maybe Northampton Wasps. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. One yeah. I was looking forward to. Uh, and also Connacht Scarlets, because that's kind of got some Schadenfreude kind of who's going to be, <laughs> yeah. be worse kind of thing. I really, really yeah. enjoyed that one. Uh, but this it wasn't a good game, not because they're not good teams, because Leinster battered them. And even though Ospreys came back a little bit at the end, it, it doesn't do justice to the performance of, of, of Leinster. They were just imperious. Yeah, 31-0 after 46 minutes. Yeah. Johnny Sexton's hair, discuss. Um, so I, I saw a picture where it looked like he'd gone completely grey. Yes. I then saw a picture where he was completely blonde all over. And then, so he's shaved all but the tiniest bit of blonde tip from his hair. So he's not grey, he's just... I think I know what's going on here. I think he went for something, like, a bit edgy for Johnny. Uh, and he's not really an edgy kind of guy. No, he's really not. <laughs> and it just came out horribly. So, oh, God, what do I do now? So now he went to re-dye it. He called up, but he called up uh, Richard Barrington. What, what shall I do? <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, I just got to get, just got to get rid of it now. And that's exa- exactly what he did. Uh, yeah. that's, I'm almost certain that's the case because it was so ridiculous. Yeah, or maybe <laughs> I reckon I can imagine him thinking he looks cool because, like you said, he's not. He doesn't. He doesn't sort of ooze like cool or. Um, you know, if it wasn't for rugby, he probably would have been quite a studious, quiet kid that went un- unseen at school. I would have thought mm-hmm. one of those. And he, Big assumptions. He, he's, he's more he's more Hammersley than 
uh, Francois Houhard or someone like oh, that. Oh, exactly, it? yeah. So I reckon he's done something to try and, you know, he's, he's tried it and then he's probably gone there and within 10 minutes of being in the changing room, he's just had the absolute, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's completely that's, ripped out of him. <laughs> yeah, he just walks through and like everyone's jaw just drops like, what have you done? <laughs> There's like big forwards rubbing their hands and I'm like, what they're going to say next. Oh, I can imagine it now. They're just all lining up. Form an orderly queue, boys. Line up the banter. Uh, in, in, also with Leinster, in terms of their island players, I know Jack McGrath's been absolutely outstanding, but did you see the picture of Keane Healy on a run? No. Oh, it was, the, the guy, the, the shape he is in. I know he's had big injury problems as well. He's almost too strong. Yeah, yeah, but he's uh, one of those. He's got to have a long run. He's going to have to play well soon. And he's, he's, he's not played well for years. He's got to get past Jack McGrath. Yeah, yeah. which which would be no mean feat. I, I actually think he's hindered a little bit by his shape because everyone's like, "This guy is going to be mega," and he's not been good for a number of years now. It, it's so injury prone, isn't he? He only ever gets half a dozen games back, and then he's injured again. Like, like, um, well, there's a good reason that Adrian Lewis Roberts is never injured because <laughs> you know, he's not that in in shape to start with. I think there's a definite correlation to people who are in oh, really in shape. Having uh, the extra fat around your joints and Definitely. that kind of thing, yeah, that's what because it was the uh, Corolla in Manchester, which is where we are at the moment. There was the uh, Corolla, whoever he was fighting, yeah. fight. And Did he win? Uh, no, he lost. Oh, uh, another spoiler alert. Uh, and uh, just looking at the, uh, there's almost a little bit where you go a little bit of body fat for the impact. Yeah, it's good, but the, those boys just had nothing, absolutely nothing on them. They had like four V's on their back. <laughs> yeah, in, in the lats, I, muscles I d- didn't normally see. But yeah, the weight cut is is savage. Yeah. Uh, you got a picture for me of a prop running with no top on? Uh, no, it wasn't running with no top on. It was actually. It was. I'll, I'll find it. I'll show it to you in a minute. But it just. It looks in incredible shape. That's all. Mm. So f- Friday night was two brilliant game. Well, two of the top games. Yes. Uh, that the Pro Twelve has to offer. Because you were watching the Leinster Ospreys game. Yes, I was. And I was watching. And the, I was watching uh, Bristol at the same time. Yeah, and I was dual screening Glasgow Ulster and Bristol with with my sound on Ulster. Mm. Um. And that was a, I just want to say a great game. It wasn't a great game. The first half was, it was a great win for Ulster. For anyone to go to Glasgow is a great win. Um, Glasgow did lose a few people through injury throughout the game, uh, as did Ulster actually. Um, But it's a tremendous win. First half I felt was ruined by the referee, making some very dubious calls. There was two disallowed Ulster tries. Uh, The first one, maybe. The second one definitely shouldn't have been disallowed. Mm. Second one was a driving maul. The Glasgow side collapsed. Oh, I heard about this, yeah. And they just carried carried on running through, and it was given as uh, blocking the man, blocking the defender obstruction, which was nonsense. But then there was a penalty try in the last second of the first half, which kind of evened it up, even though it shouldn't really have been a penalty. It felt like the ref was correct in his mistake. Mm. Um but the way that Ulster controlled the game in the second half, particularly Pinar, who was superb. So if, if any Premiership club gets him next season, I know Toulon wanted him in the past. I hope Sale gets him. If any Premiership club get can go for him, it's a it's an absolute steal. Um, and Paddy Jackson was absolutely superb. Scored a sensational try. He's had one almost hell of a summer. I mean, if you oh. include like the the Ireland games and then yeah. taking that form through to now. I, I, he might he might push a fully fit Sexton. Let's have a look at him. Yeah, and in, in good quads. Bloody hell! <laughs> just show, I've just showed JB the picture. He looks like a Keen Belgian Healy. blue cow. Yes, I love a good Belgian blue. Yes, 
Nice, big. nice uh, Canterbury stash as well. Mm. Always nice. In, in um, stash watch, what do you think of the uh, Ireland uh, new change kit? The maroon, the maroon one. Uh, maroon. I quite like one. it. Yeah, it's nice and nice and simple. Good, good fit. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, quite, quite unoffensive. I don't know what. Who's the player wearing it? It was. Uh, Robbie, I see one with Robbie Henshaw. Yeah, it, I thought it He's made. A I thought ambassador. the cut of it ever so slightly made Robbie Henshaw look like he had moves, <laughs> yes. which he definitely doesn't. Uh, I uh, I like it. I think it's a nice colour, nice kit. Yeah. Um, any other? Sorry. Um, anyway. Well, you just mentioned there that Paddy Jackson might start to push Sexton. I don't think just yet. But Paddy Jackson, how old is he? I'm not sure, 22, 23? Uh, 20, 24. Yeah. So Sexton's 31. Is mm. he? Sexton's got probably another three years left. It's a nice transition then. It's a very nice transition. When uh, Jackson's 27, something like that, loads of experience. Hopefully a uh, Pro 12 win this season, Champions Cup win next season. Hmm. be a nice way to transition to get the Ireland shirt, wouldn't it? Yeah. Do you reckon Ulster are favourites for the Pro 12? No. Who are the favourites? Um, hard to, to say. Leinster, I'd say the bu- the bookies are probably Leinster. Uh, it's certainly not Connor. I'll I'll tell you that. Uh, and not yeah. not going to retain their title after they lost again to Scarlets, who were one of the other winless teams. Well, it's getting quite interesting because now you'd expect Connacht to do better. I think I'm fully about fully abandoned the Connacht ship now. I think it's done. Well, Connacht. So they are flat bottom. They have zero points, so no wins, no draws, no bonus points. What about the culture? Zeba have got two bonus points, and Treviso won. They beat Dragons. Quite incredible. Yeah. Quite <laughs> incredible. But it, it, well, Zeba would have beaten Connacht. Uh, yes. Yes, yeah. they were on the way to. They were well on the way to. So, it, so here's the interesting part now. I said it last week. I'm going to double down on this. Split the league at Christmas, because those top six teams playing each other... Twice more is something I want to see. Oh, but if a team like Connacht, for example, finds itself in seventh position, or, or any team for that matter, a Scottish team, a Welsh region, that's on you. And then, but then that means the second half of the season, you, you've just killed your the no, interest of your because your supporters. I'm never going to watch 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 the Dragons. I'll never do it, right? Because they're going to get hammered by Glasgow, they're going to get hammered by Austin, they're going to get ha- hammered by Leinster, right? It would make sense if it was kind of in an NFL way. All the ticket money that you get, all the shirts that you sell, all the TV rights that you got got distributed evenly. Fair, evenly. Oh well, that yeah. Then that would if you to compensate for what you would. Well, the TV lose. money does get shared evenly. So well, the TV money, TV does. And the advertising does. So you know that isn't well. That is TV money. So that isn't really a problem. Uh, but actually, if Dragons are losing to the Italian teams perversely, that might be a good thing because it means that is actually now competitive and I can watch it. Whereas I'm, otherwise, it's just utter. I'm filth. I mean, we're only four games in to the Pro Tour season. So I, I'm against this, but I can see some of the, the argument to it. So we're only four games in. There is a seven-point gap already between sixth place and seventh place. And seventh place downwards is Dragon Scarlet, Edinburgh, Treviso, Zeba, Connacht, who you'd say will all stay there. And sixth upwards is Glasgow, Munster, Leinster, Ospreys, Cardiff, Ulster. Exactly. And imagine, so the league, after four games, is already split in that way. Yeah, and imagine, right, we're going into, say, week 11, like halfway through the season, and people will be scrapping. So midway through the season, you've already got a final, and then you separate into big, boy, big boys and little boys. It'd be great. Um, I do... Th- I'm, in reality, I'm more on your side, Tim. I, I think you'd, you would 
risk just completely isolating teams and they're going they're not going to get the pick of the best players so they'll just continually get worse and worse rather than better and better well that's not necessarily true and this is the last thing I'll mention on it the reason it's not necessarily true is because the unions control these teams you know so the Welsh regions or super clubs or whatever you want to call them are basically capping hands to the union all, um, all the time. So they can actually have some say in how these players are distributed to make sure that you've got four starting Welsh 10s. And they want four starting Welsh 10s, they want four starting Welsh, Welsh 9s, they want all these things. There's no advantage of them stockpiling into one, in, um, into, into one region. Same with Ireland. I mean, you've seen the Henshaw move, which is, I, which is IRB approved. Oh, not IRB approved. IRFU. Thank you. Um, Same with Rod- Rodney Scotland, RU. I mean, and who cares what the Italians do? But they've got, they're going to, I mean, anything is better than what they currently have. And if that's a few more wins because the league splits, so be it. Right, okay. Pro, Pro 12 fans, tell us what you think. Yes, um, yes, please. Please. Uh, at, at Jay Beardmore for that one. <laughs> not, not at Ruby Podcast. Oh, here, here it comes. <laughs> um... So what's going on, right? Because Phil, very organised that he is, sends through a little uh, agenda. Sent through a little agenda. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's we, just let, let's just let me just tick off some of these that Phil brought up. Um, oh, Cud- Cudmore suing Claremont. What's going on there? Uh, Cuddles, your man Cuddles. It is. It's exactly that. So he left. He didn't get offered a, a new contract this season. So he's gone to. It's one of the. Oh yeah, nah. Is it oh yeah, nah. mm-hmm. One of the Division Two teams where he's coaching and playing. Although. The the picture I saw of him this week, he was had a wrist cast or a hand cast on, so he's not playing at the moment. But he was talking about uh, very similar to the Cillian Killian Willis situation, Ooh. where he said there's two two scenario two situations where he was concussed um, and was forced to go back on. Basically, um, didn't really know what he was doing uh, and got put put back out there, and so he's suing Claremont for that. You know when um, I don't want to get into this because I'm, I'm a radio professional, so I've seen uh, there's been lots of stories in recent years, and obviously uh, none could be condoned. But one of the arguments that people uh, who are slightly older and got caught up in all these scandals said was it was a different time. Oh, it was a different those time. Those, those scandals. scandals. I can't imagine how those... <laughs> no, how so that so radio. So not <laughs> so not lingering on that. But is is there any argument to this? It was a different time. Uh, from the way he described it, he's one of them in particular. He's clearly out. He's taken off the pitch. Would have been kept off the pitch, but someone else got injured, and he was told to go back out there. So uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure on that that it's one. Really different. I think I think there's other scenarios which could be could fall under that. But I think in this one, perhaps it's and, really difficult. I mean, if he's suffering like concussion-related syndrome still, which I assume he is, do you not have to prove that it was that action that caused him to be concussed now? Does that make sense? It was that one time well, he's had, that was he's the had problem. two scenarios, both both under Claremont Medical um, And also, staff. many people have done this, and we've almost put ourselves, like, Steve Diamond hates this. You know, I can tell you firsthand, he hates it. Um, you've got a scenario now where you almost can't argue with the protocol because someone will stand up, some idiot like Alison Pollock will stand up and go, um, is this, a, a, you know, do you want it to be safe? And the answer is obviously yes. They ask, they ask these no-brain uh, questions and they kind of railroads you down this, down this road. So with the HIA now, yeah, I do agree with it. It should be safer, but it is t- starting to take over the game. Anyone with a slight knock has to come off immediately. But generations of, pe- of people have been playing, playing this game 
And from what we can tell, not but, that many ill effects. But, well, no, that's absolutely rubbish. No, I, that is rubbish, actually, yes. No, that, but because what, what I can say is that the, the actual reality is, and it's Jamie, Jamie Cudmore has earned a lot of money, not enough to live on for the rest of his days, but nope. he's earned a lot of money. Well, whereas, he would have the whereas, correct financial planning Well, so I'm sure you wouldn't mind me <laughs> using him as an example. So my brother um, has, you know, had some time in the premiership. He's been a professional his whole life, but never earned... Big big wedge. So he's yeah. one. He's one. He's like your typical Premiership player who will just have to go on and 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 have a whole career. But he will be as many many players for generations um, have done this. But it's getting more and more because of the physicality of the game, the size of the players, the physical specimens that you have. He he'll have long lasting issues with his body, like. He knees, like just, shoulder, just, just knees, like aching, waking up in ankles. pain in bed. But, I mean, that happens. He's, he's got a finger that that, yeah. that doesn't that he can't straighten. You know what I mean? Like, look, and actually, when you think about being a human for the forty odd fifty years, if you're lucky after after you play, you live with you live with that. So I'm completely for the the player welfare. I yeah, I'm, it's very because tricky, what, what these guys I'm... go what these guys go through, and then what the average player does afterwards. Um, but you have like long-standing in- injuries, even when you play for free. I play for free. All my teammates yeah. play for free. And you know, only like it's a small thing. But only on say Thursday, our 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 scrum half um, dislocated his finger. It was it was all over the show. So took himself to the toilet, pulled it back in, came out, and it, apparently it happens all the time. Now, the head injuries are more serious. I, I get it. But we are in this kind of age of PR when people continually say, oh, well, you want it to be safety, uh, uh, don't you? Or we don't know this, or we don't... And it's continually going further and further along um, along this path, and I don't like the way it's getting litigious as well. well it's a real, I, I'm just worried it's a threat to the game. That's that, my real concern. Uh, that's what I'm kind of getting at. I'm not actually making a comment. I'm just asking that question that actually the, the different... Time we can all we can probably in our careers like we we played at various levels and we can well, we can think of times when you know the 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 will to win has sort of meant you've oh yeah I mean done things actually in retrospect we threw on a prop against uh, Sandbach like three three four years ago before concussions got trendy and he was clearly concussed and we wouldn't take him off because otherwise our scrum would go to pieces and we lost anyway so what was the point but yeah. yeah. Uh, and the point I'm trying to make is really is there's been a lot of players in the past that have done this throughout all the levels. There should be enough da- data out there, but for some reason we are continually sliding down this. Well, somewhat, something I don't particularly like. Yeah, there's elements of it I don't like, but we'll watch yes. that. We'll, 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 we'll watch Steve Diamond hates. So that's the guy we should talk to, really. Yeah, we'll watch <laughs> Cuddles with interest and Killian Willis thing. And yeah, and any more that might pop up. And um, what else did you have on your agenda, Philip? So. Two things to do. We've got a little quiz for you Ooh, two, wonderful. and then we can go and review next week's games. Yeah, nice. Although, do you know what? About now, sort of Sunday evening, as as we're sat watching this, this might be the time when just as a bit of a treat after after a hard weekend, mm. where I've been working a little bit. I might just sort of go. Do you know what? I'm going to nip to the fridge and I'm going to get a crack open a cold one. Oh, nice. Wouldn't what, you? Don't you reckon? What What are you thinking? Well, you see, I, I don't want to think too much, but at this point in my weekend or at any point in my weekend, <laughs> I, I don't want. I want someone else to do the thinking for me. Very good, Tim. Don't if you only, think? Yeah, if only, if, if only there was yeah. some of the best craft ale available. Hand-picked to suit my tastes, my needs. Exactly. And something that was something that reacts to what I liked and didn't like out of trying things. Someone get, tr- helping me to try things I would never otherwise try. Not like Salty Kiss. 
<laughs> so uh, Beer 52 is a they're experts in beer craft ales uh, I'm sure Brian Majati learned everything he knew about b- brewing from uh, Beer 52 and their expertise so what, what it is is mail order beer so just imagine having some interesting brilliant beers from all around the world different tastes and perfect for your palate that you can try it with is awesome. them it's it really, awesome. it's genuinely really good. JB, you had all my beers. How were they? They were delicious. And you know what? The best part was they were your beers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Nothing tastes better than free yeah, beer, free does it? Tim's beers. I, I, I really enjoyed them. Damn, uh, damn my job in London. <laughs> I, I, I've got to say, I have some serious reservations about craft ale. In fact, I think I've in the past described it as utterly disgusting. Uh, <laughs> and you describe everyone who drinks as morons as well. Yes, I think I did that. <laughs> <laughs> but now you're retracting all of that. Now I'm retracting it all. Uh, I turned into a moron for uh, a good two or three weeks. I was having just one, just, just one a night. And if I was going to give you one small tip, it would be sign up to Beer, to beer 52, just so you can scoff at some of the names. <laughs> It's, yeah, and what, what I like about it, give, you get to give some of these beers a go, and uh, and then you can tell them what you like, don't like, and you'll end up. It's awesome. Down it the is line. genuinely awesome. It I is, actually quite like it. It is really, it re- is really good. And because you listen to us, give it a go. Dead cheap with a discount. It is, and uh, I would like to tell you what the discount code is, but I can't find it on my emails. But I think it's, uh, I think it's rug- uh, rugby twenty, just like the um, one for. Field and Flower, yeah, so, so Rugby20. I'll tell you what, at Rugby Podcast on Twitter, or twitter.com slash rugbypodcast, we will tweet out the code for Beer52, and so you can get involved. Yeah, do it. Excellent. Nice. Quiz. quiz. Yeah, let's quiz, do it. Quiz, quiz, quiz. Phil's already won one, so this is one of us is going to be completely empty-handed in terms of uh, quizzes tonight. It won't be me, or maybe we'll. Let's see. Okay. First question. Mm. Which of these players was not in the 2011 New Zealand Rugby World Cup winning squad? Was okay. it Jose Gear? Was it Bin Smath? Or was it Richard Kahui? Mm, that's a good question. Yeah. Thanks, mate. What was the first I... name again? Rico Gear. No, Jose Gear. Jose Gear, yeah. Not Rico. Ah. Jose Gear, Ben Smith, Richard Kahui. Okay. Okay. Name the two players who last week were inducted into the Premiership Rugby Hall of Fame. No idea. There's a big announcement on it last week. Was it? Oh, hang on. Ugh. Don't know. Oh no, don't know. So can you can you give us like? Because I haven't got a clue either. Can you just tell us like what sort of era they were? Uh, they've last ten years. They've both played. A lot of rugby in the last ten. So, so they're not. They're the not. Cur- players they're not currently playing. They are all time. They're Premiership Hall of Fame. So they're going to be some of the best players. Okay. Okay. What is the li- time limit to be inducted? So, like in the NFL, it's five years after finishing playing. Uh, I don't know. Is the honest answer that probably would just about stack up for both of them. But Five years. Right, cross probably. That name off. Probably. Oh, I have no idea about that. Go on, next one. Next question. Which stadium has the greater capacity? Mm. Franklin's Gardens or King's Home? Okay, easy. Next. <laughs> uh, question four. Okay. Australia playing Argentina last weekend. 
Oh, can I interrupt this quiz? Go on. Is it true that the Rugby Championship is being played in Twickenham? Uh, no, that's not happening now. I saw an advert for it today. Hold on. Was it, uh, there, was, so, there was talk about a game happening in... Or was that when I talk about future years? They've, they've snubbed it an, for future years. An Australia-Argentina game. Is it not future years? It's not this year, is it? There was an advert for it. Oh, really? Uh, so I was, I, was, I was watching the rugby today with our dear friend Stephen Elliott. Um, and this flashed up, and, he, and uh, he's renowned for saying things which I don't take very seriously. <laughs> so when he turned around to me and said, it's going to be, the championship's coming to Twickenham, I was like, mate, you're absolutely mental. But the advert seemed to suggest Tic- it was. Ticketmaster, uh, Twickenham Stadium, London, 8th of October, Argentina versus Australia. This October? Uh, 8th of October, t- 2016. Oh, I was just looking it up, yeah. That's yeah. mental. <laughs> it is pretty mental. Now, let's just put it into perspective, right? We do a rugby podcast... This is the first that we've, that we've heard of it. <laughs> we do nothing but watch rugby, and they've decided, 8th of October, they're going to play a rugby championship match in Twickenham. In two weeks' time. How has this happened? <laughs> uh, very good question. I don't know is the answer. I, I'm astounded. I'm absolutely astounded. Give out a load of free tickets. I guess so. Um, we could even go. I, I'm... Uh, I'm on my mini-moon. Oh, right, okay. So, and here's the other point. What this. weekend was it? Sorry, the 8th? The 8th. Why were they coming to Twickenham? I mean, Twickenham's fairly good for rugby. They've got England playing there. They've got Hollikins down the road. It's not going to develop the game a- anymore. Is this ahead of their autumn internationals, then? Ah, uh, because it'll be the last game? It's the last game of the rugby championship. And it'll and be the f- c- so they will be over here for the autumn internationals. But right. I just don't like it. I don't like it because... If you're going to move the game away from home, take it to Japan. And this is this is Argen- this is Argentina's home game. So you're like they played a game in uh, Saltaire the other week rather, rather than Buenos yeah, Aires. Surely, surely an Argentine game is best played in Argentina. Well, they're trying to grow it. There must be two dozen forty thousand seater stadiums in Argentina because of the football. So yeah. I think, or we'll take it to Italy. Or, with exactly all the right. with all the Argentina Italy yeah. history, do something. But Twickenham is a nonsense. Yeah, I'm not too keen on that. And, uh, and, it, and it'll only be the first tier that will get full. Yeah, it probably will be. It's yeah. not, no one cares unless it's there's not... like an, an army navy game or something like that on the same day. But even then, it's only going to get half full. Yeah, and further, yeah, it, there's no there's no huge Argentine community rocking around London with a huge <laughs> demand for there, rugby. There is a huge Australian community. Yeah, there is actually. But then it's an Argentinian home game. But then they're all they're all serving in the bars in Shepherd's Bush. Exactly. Exactly. The game. Uh, A stupid idea. Uh, I'm actually very angry about it. I can tell. Next. Next. Right. Do do I get a point for that? Uh, We'll see at the end. Okay. What was the question again? Uh, Why why should you not play a championship game (laughs) in Twickenham? Was the question. I got three words. Three words into it. So when Australia played Argentina. Last in the rugby championship two weeks ago, yeah, they attracted a league bonus point when they only had twenty-one points on the scoreboard. How? Say again. When Australia played Argentina two weeks ago, yeah, they attracted a league bonus point when they had twenty-one points on the scoreboard. How? Huh. Twenty-one. How? 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 Is this a new law? That is it because this a new point scoring thing that's in the rugby championship that we should know about? I'm trying to read Phil's face. I have no idea. I'm trying to ignore you. (laughs) (laughs) Is it okay? I've got no idea. 
Next, this is this. I'm doing horrifically here. A bonus point in Argentina. Uh, no, it's the Australia game. Australia, Australia v Argentina in Australia. Don't know. Okay. Can't help, sorry. Second to last question. What it, what is the nationality of Bristol Rugby's first choice tight head prop? <laughs> Who is the first choice tight head prop? Uh, okay. Um, I've, it's, it's a. I, I kind of. I, I, mm, I'm going to have to guess on that one. I know who it is. I'm just trying to think who he is. I, I know who he is, but I don't know what. Who is he? It. <laughs> By the way, do you love how old school the Bristol hooker looks? Oh yeah, the Macmillan. Um, uh, Macmillan, yeah, he yeah. Looks proper. Old Mark school. Jones looks pretty old school when he when he yeah, comes he, as well. He does. Yeah, but Mark Jones isn't bald. Yeah, like, it, no. The, I mean, the Macmillan looks like like uh, like Phil Mitchell in his prime. <laughs> um, Final question. Yep. And there's a number of points. I won't tell you how many. Mm, a number of points. Yeah, well, actually, yeah. no. I will tell you how many there are available. Okay. Because you can't guess more than this. There are one, two, three, four, five points available. Five. Okay. Okay. Name the clubs that Jim Hamilton has played for. Oh, wow. Fa- okay. Five points available. I just wrote Tonga down. What an idiot. Um, okay. So this is professional clubs. Uh-huh. All right. Uh, nearly there. Oh, goodness me. I think... What is it? Okay. So we, we can't guess any more than five. Um, you can't guess any more than five. Yes, correct. If you guess more than five, you'll have minus points. Oh, goodness. It's me. minus ten, actually, if you guess six. Okay. Uh, I think... Okay. Okay. Right. First question. Who wasn't in New Zealand's Rugby World Cup winning squad? Jose Gear. Jose Gear. Is incorrect. Oh. Jose Gear was in the squad. As was Richard Kahui. Bin Smath. Bin Smath did not make the cut. Get out of town. God knows this next one. I just simply have no idea. This is probably a, this is just a guess, really. So two players inducted into the Premiership Rugby Hall of Fame. It was relatively heavily publicised. I guessed because he's just retired, Charlie Hodgson. Okay. Oh, that's nice. And I guessed because he was the top try scorer at Mark Quato. That's nice. JB, who have you got? Well, I, I wrote down Dan Lyle, then crossed it off. Then I wrote down Martin Johnson, then crossed it off. I assumed if they were there, they'd already be there. So I couldn't think of anyone who retired five years earlier. You'd be suitable. So I didn't put down anyone. I can tell you that Tim takes the lead with one point for Mark Cueto. Oh, Quaite. well done. Very yeah. good. Good logic. I, I was I was the the match announcer when he got his uh, when, oh, he, when he broke the record. No, when he broke the record, it was good. That was that was one of my favourite little um, times doing that because a lot of the time I was just smelling sewage and <laughs> <laughs> announcing tries standing in the freezing cold. Um, but that was good. That Will was you good. be working any Bristol games this year? Yeah, you could, you could be handing the champagne to uh, Tom, Tom Varndell when he breaks four more the, tries. Oh, four more tries. Yeah. yeah, that's a good shout. Good point. 
I don't think he's going to get them though. So <laughs> they're, they're all right going forward. Yeah, they're not. not they're not, not too bad going forward. It's just, um, defensively. So I'm one nil up. So the next one was Franklin's Gardens or King's Home uh, highest capacity. I know the Gardens has been uh, extended. I've gone for the Gardens. Gardens is quite small. I've gone for King's Home. Uh, there's a thousand in it. Uh, Franklin's Garden is fifteen and a half thousand, and King's Home is sixteen and a half thousand. Uh, yes. So one, Jay one. levels the score. Get in. So the bonus point then in the Rugby Championship, twenty-one yep. points. Twenty-one um, points. I'm gonna. Get... I just. I guessed that they scored more tries than the opponents, and it was some new. You've got to score role. three tries. I think there's a three-try lead you've got to establish in order to get a bonus point. So I think oh, that's three what tries it is. more than the opponents. Yeah. JB has it another point for JB so it's from the French League they've been doing it for a number of years but it's only just been introduced into Super Rugby and into the Rugby Championship I like it so they went 21-0 up in the first 12 minutes scoring three tries and there were three clear tries ahead but then when Argentina score they lose they lose the bonus point until they score again so it's it's not like the four tries yeah four tries is absolute once you've got four tries no one can take that bonus point off you this you have to keep working for the full 80 minutes like it um, next one now uh, the, the French League so exciting what, what nationality did you guess <laughs> I've got mine written down what nationality did you guess of Bristol's first choice title uh, well I'm not sure that was is that the next question that yeah. is the, the next question alright well in that case I, I thought it was Tonga Weir and in that case Tonga but he's the loose head prop and he he's is not right. been starting so that's the it's, end of it's that Cortese or Cortez oh it is. he's Argentine which I can't Go on, Tim. Who did you get? He's Argentine. <laughs> what did you write down? I, I was just about to say, I had two nationalities written down and I was going to cross one out. Did you have French and Argentine or Italian and Argentine? Or? I had Uruguayan and Argentine. Did you? I think I'll go Argentine. <laughs> <laughs> to level the scores. <laughs> yeah, thank Damn you, it. Jay. Tim. I was going to guess Uruguayan. You and your big mouth, JB. Oh, well. He's got four caps for Argentina as well. Okay, so now it's for the five clubs of Jim Hamilton. Correct. Okay. So, so we can we, we, we can take it one we'll take it one at a time. Right, far, far away. Um so, so Saracens, obviously, take yep. one so point. One point each. Three all. Who do you go for next? I'll give you Gloucester. I've got Gloucester written down there. Yep. Four points four each. All. Sorry, Tim, I, I do trust you. Uh <laughs> Leicester. I also have Leicester. Five points all. Uh, yep, five points all. Ooh, this is where it's going to get tricky now because I'm not sure it's, sure, sure so, it's French club. So I'm going to say Glasgow. Have you got Glasgow, Tim? I also have. Uh, no, no, I don't have Glasgow. I do have a French club though. I was always quite well, interested that you said that. Let's um, have Glasgow first. I have. Well, well, I wrote down Newcastle uh, as my so, other guess. Ah, right. So your other guess. So neither of those are correct. He was, ah. he was Edinburgh. Ah, oh. I'm two clubs there. <laughs> God um, damn it. Now, so it's that, we, we it's both, the French. We both Shopping identified a French club. I have one written I, down. I have also got a tiebreaker this week, pre-prepared. Cast it's, is my... Have you got cast? Montpellier. Oh, I think you've won it. I think, it I think you've won it, mate. I, think I can I tell one of you has got the point and one of you wins this week's quiz and it is... Tim Cocker. Yes, <laughs> no, get no. in. Oh, it hurt so much. <laughs> 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 oh, I because they've got so many Scottish lads. Well, they did. Yeah, they did. Very good. Outstanding. Right, let's fire Quiz. through the uh, predictions this week and go home. Okay, so Premiership first of all. Yes. Now we have got another stat backer no, competition. Do, do Pro 12 first. Okay, Pro 12 first. We can rattle through these. Hopefully, JB, JB's so interested. Listen, as, as we go I've, through the Pro 12, uh, just just 
hear the interest and the passion <laughs> that JB has. I have made a concerted effort to be more interested in Pro 12. I can tell you we have, this week, we have two good games out of six. Good. Shall we just do those then? Uh, well, Friday night we've got Connacht hosting Edinburgh. So this not, is a bo- bottom half game. Not great. Uh, you're going to hope Connacht are going to win at home against not a brilliant Edinburgh team. Good pack though. Who, the Edinburgh team? Mm. Yeah. They fronted up quite well against Munster. Uh, yeah. And then Dragons host Glasgow. And that's going to be a big win for Glasgow. Dragons host Glasgow. <laughs> right, okay. Then Munster Zebra. Uh, Munster Zebra. <laughs> mm. Munster looked good as well, didn't they? Uh, Zebra. Yeah, you Munster, know. Munster are looking solid. Uh, I'm going to regret saying, saying these words. But Zebra have been kind of impressive. Zebra and Treviso this season have been more impressive than I would expect. I mean, Zebra were on the way for a win against Connacht. They've pushed, um, I mean, they're, they're scoring points. But they're going to get battered. So I was going to say maybe a respectable loss, but it's not even going to be that, is it? And also, I can't name a single one of their players. I don't care. Next. Then we have uh, Treviso hosting Scarlets, which this might actually be a, a tricky game for Scarlets. I'm going to say Treviso win. Yeah, just, I'm going to go for a Treviso. I'd love a Treviso win. Uh, then the two important games. Cardiff host Leinster. That is massive. That's a big game. That is massive. And Ulster host Ospreys. <sighs> Which is also massive. I think Ospreys get battered. I think they get... like Ulster can't batter anyone. So Ulster were so dominant for periods against Glasgow. And this season they've been dominant in virtually every game, but have only just kind of limped to a victory every time. Well, they're such a weird team, Ospreys, in that they, on paper, look like they're good. But they're not. I mean, <laughs> when it gets... They're basically basically a bully. If, you, if they come up against someone worse than them, they will absolutely hammer them. But against a good team like uh, Leinster, when you want all their so-called superstars and their British and Irish Lions to stand up and be counted, they got hammered. What there do you, you think go. about Reese Webb's uh, knock-on? Oh my god! <laughs> uh, I mean, after was it, was it Josh um, Navidi? Not Josh Navidi. It was Matavesi. Matavesi made the break. Uh, a, a sublime, a brilliant skill. break. And then, yeah, uh, we're not only talking rugby. Then we're giving lessons for kids. Uh, stand up to the bully; they'll they'll, they'll crumble. Yeah, yes. you're absolutely right. Life and lesson: they will. Uh, Ospreys crumble continually. They're the most flaky team I've ever watched. I hope you're correct. Yeah. Uh, so also can continue the unbeaten run, uh, and then Cardiff v Leinster. Cardiff v Leinster. Cardiff v Leinster. Uh, well, well, Lancaster Lazarus to continue. Yeah, I mean, I mean, since he's arrived, the change rooms are so much cl- uh, cleaner. <laughs> the players are taking their own kit home to wash. How can they not win? Uh, this is a weird one because they, they, they're, they're going to. I think he's. I think Lancaster has been has targeted this game and has been working on a special pre-game video for the for the team meeting earlier, really? in, the, earlier in the afternoon. Yeah, I think Lang- a DVD of family members oh, talking oh. over, over some uh, music. Yeah, I, I, I can't. I imagine that it's going to be Mother's Day or something at Leinster. So, <laughs> having said that, Cardiff are at home. They've got a plastic pitch, which always adds a kind of a weird dynamic, and they're playing well. And they're un- they're, unbeaten. they're unbeaten. They're one of yeah. two un- two unbeaten teams in the Pro Twelve. There, yeah. Have Glasgow played Leinster yet? Uh, I think they have. Yes, they beat them in Glasgow. Right, so Glasgow have lost to Blues. Leinster hammered Ospreys. 
I don't know where this is all going, but I think <laughs> it's going to be a narrow Leinster win. I don't know enough about Cardiff to say anything else. Having Sexton back for Leinster is massive, mm-hmm. so I'm going to go for a Leinster win. Mm. Okay. And then, so Pro 12 wrapped up in the just, Premiership. Oh, just on, I was just going to say, just on the whole rugby championship thing, with the fact that New Zealand won it, dominated, won it with two games to spare, just, it's just killed it as a, as a spectacle. I'm just not it interested has. anymore. Oh, New, New Zealand would even more than normal be using this as a training run they'll be experimenting and trying things it's ridiculous isn't it so it's, it's, it's a training ridiculous. exercise to allow New Zealand to get even better almost it's got, I hope they, they I hope they come to Northern Hemisphere and get and just I know, run into Ireland on, on a good day and get yeah. I, I'd love that you know I'd love it but it's just not going to happen is it yeah. I well, want them to if, come a cropper so if they don't if they don't get beaten in the Autumn Internationals or these remaining two games, which they, they have to travel to South Africa and to Argentina, they'll be heavy favourites in both, but it's not it's not a guaranteed win. But if they, assuming that they beat those two teams and they win their four Autumn International games, which, again, they'll be heavy favourites to do, they would go into the Lions series just shy of two years unbeaten. It'd be right. from August 15 to June July when the tests are 17 yeah Gregor Townsend it's down to you mate you're the only person that can, <laughs> can stop the All Blacks <laughs> the only person right Prem Premiership yeah so, rugby Woo-hoo-hoo. we've got another little stat backer competition it's offloads this week oh who is the worst tackler uh so far, so all the things haven't fully updated, but Elliot Daly missed seven tackles this, <laughs> oh, this week. It's amazing that you still win. It's not good for my fantasy team. So Elliot Daly, Will Addison missed five. What? Hero Will? Hero Will. Uh, he, he I, was look, I was looking back, uh, probably, probably a few. Yeah, see, missed tackles. He does miss quite a lot of tackles, Will Addison. Yeah, he does. He gets bounced quite, quite easily. And he, because he, he flies in mm. as well. And also, people that make, have a, a large missed tackle count often have a very high tackle count, unless you're a dancer sense, in which case. Yeah, yeah. but there's also, what, what was the, I think we talked about it in a previous podcast, where, is it Saracens have a lot, that they have one of the highest number of missed tackles, tackles because yeah. their tactic is to fly in so hard that inevitably miss, they, that player that's flying in at pace will miss but they miss the but then they swarm around after yeah. it. You, I, you miss but you slow them I down so as, as with everything I mean I love stat backer love competition but there are I, the stats don't tell you everything do they I just want to pick no. up on something they tell Phil everything yeah. but <laughs> I just want to pick up on something that you said uh, I thought was really interesting about the Jack Noll six phases of Saracens so yeah. Saracens play for six phases the reason I wanted to mention that is today I think Leicester went through 21 phases against Bath, which I thought was wow. amazing. Wow, that is, that is very impressive. 21 phases. But part of that was that, and it was picked up on... Yeah, they, they, they weren't contesting against, the breakdown. Bath weren't contesting, or they were throwing one man in, and the, but they were just fanning out. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Okay, anyway. Well, just, so, start back and go on there. Um, for the, for this any... week, this week is offloads. Yeah. I, I did have Elliot Daly. Of course you did. Um... This week, this so week is so offloads. most number of offloads. Yes. So you're thinking someone like Billy Billy Vanapola, get your get your money on him. Can Billy Vanapola is good. Nathan Hughes. Nathan Hughes. Offloads. Yeah. Uh, no, because that's not an opt account in stat. Oh, well, for and classing an offload is while someone's in contact with you passing. Yes, the ball. exactly. Right. Um, one one thing we've not actually spoke about this week is um, the Northampton Wasps game. No, I mean, so I watched watched this live. Yeah. Um, Northampton. It felt like they threw it away. They oh were my word. so dominant for so such long periods. And yeah. That first half when they were, they scored the try, then they were absolutely dominant, and then out of nothing, 
Sippers chips over the top. Sippers gathers, offloads to Nathan Hughes, who offloads to Gopeth, and Gopeth runs How? runs in fifty yards. How does Gopeth outgas North? I know. I was looking. Gopeth is thirty three. North is twenty four. And North was looking. It's not like North a couple of years ago. In the first half, he showed he's looking good. good. Yeah, I was. Oh. I could not believe it. He had. A, he had. Um, North had five yards to catch up over fifty. So not a lot. North, he didn't play with, I mean, he just changed angle a, li- a little bit. Yeah, which Not North enough, isn't so very. Yeah, North. You're George North. North definitely should have had him. I, I think George North might not be as fast as we think, but because he's so big, big, yeah, you know, he get he makes up space and goes, and he can he can step. Yeah, you know, he, yeah, you know, mass times speed or, 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 or whatever it is. Forty equals mass times. He's, yeah, qu- he's the quickest at firemen's carrying Australian <laughs> fullbacks and then injuring yourself, <laughs> and, then, yeah, yeah. and then injuring yourself. Yeah. But this Northampton will be kicking themselves. But equally, Wasps' defence to keep them out when they were banging the door for such long period of time, yeah. and with few opportunities for, for Wasps to actually take those opportunities, very impressive. Yeah, I think Northampton could genuinely be the best side in the country because they are massive. They've got the. I think they've got the best pack in terms of personnel available to anyone. Their, their first starting eight is just enormous, but they can't get it together. Their starting eight is very, very good. It's exceptional. And outside of their starting eight, you'll have people like Paul Hill, Mike Haywood, um, Tamina Harrison on the bench, guys like that, Michael Patterson on the bench, who are quality, quality players. Uh, uh, And Kieran Brooks, I thought, looked good as well. Yeah. He had a a little... He he was not first choice for a bit and he fell out of the England squad. He's looking... Looking like the big silver back we knew and loved. I hope that's what he needed. I hope he, if he needed to kick up the arse, I hope that's it's given it him. We'll see. Anyway, on to onto the games. And yeah. If there's anyone who you think is gonna be good at offloading, shout out. So Friday night. Nathan Hughes. <laughs> is that what you is that what you meant? Uh yes, that's exactly what we meant. Uh Friday Harry night. Smond. <laughs> uh the Borg will get back on the wagon because they travel to Ashton Gate. Oh, wow. And Load up your fantasy team with Saracens players oh, right now. Wow. Right There'll now. be a few offloads in this one. Yeah. Um, so I can't see anything other than a big Saracens win. Give me Saracens. And they've just lost as well. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, give me Saracens. I'm going to put a bet on this. I'm going to put Saracens by 60 points. Six. Wow. Even though it's away. Especially because it's away. Okay. And what I presume will be the... Um, BT Sport game is Northampton hosting Exeter. Ooh, I'm get, now this is tasty for me. Ooh, and it's yeah. not because it's going to be open, expansive rugby, quite the opposite. The thing I love most about Exeter is when they start to get close to the line, they bring it very, very narrow. Very narrow. And, and they, they use their big boys. And they double up the time they latch onto yeah. the ball carrier. Love it. And give uh, mm. Walt Waldrum and MHD. Multi-hyphen Dicky have both benefited from that in the past few weeks. Well, you've got giants like Mitch Lees running into yeah. giants like Pickamoles. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, so Exeter win. I love Exeter MHD. Win. MHD just looks great. He, he does. really good at the minute. His, his yards after contact are great. He's, yeah. he's playing the other day to Dane Coles, which I thought wasn't quite... He doesn't have no, the all-round skills. No, one's mm. com- no one compares to Dane Coles. No. No. No front row. No. So, anyway... Um, so you're saying Exeter? Yeah. Ooh. No, I'm going Saints at home. I'm going. Well, 
to edge it. I want yeah. to go Saints, but Saints, that defeat against Wasps would have been so crushing because they were so dominant for such long periods and they failed to get over the line. Yes, my friends. Is yeah, it? they can't score points. Yeah. What's going on? This well, the, No, no, but the difference is... They just can't finish. Like Mike yeah. Haywood at the end of the first half completely butchered yeah. uh, what should have been an easy try. And they, well, they butchered a few. Yeah. This, right, is a culture thing. <laughs> and I'm being deadly serious. There is a losing culture around Northampton at the moment. And Saints, sorry, and Exeter just keep on marching on. I think if it comes to an arm wrestle at 50 50, Exeter will take it. Hmm. I'm going Saints as well, but I'm not confident in that. Exeter were pumped on the road at Wasps. I'm just yeah, thinking Wasps maybe at play. home versus... And they were, I'll mind you, they were pumped by Saracens. Differently. Yeah. Yeah. But Exeter haven't beaten a really good team yet. Harlequins. No. They've beaten Queens, Queens, Queens and, and they've Bristol. beaten Bristol. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good point. This, this will be a very even game, I think. But yeah. Exeter to shade a 50-50 here. It'll be a great game. Then Saturday, uh, at 2.30pm, we'll have just arrived at the... Venue. Oh yeah, because Phil's getting married next week, so oh, yeah. we might be a bit late doing a podcast. Yeah, or me and JB might be doing it. Uh, uh, no, I'm available. I've, oh, deli- I've delayed the mini moon till Monday. Unbelievable commitment! Wow. It just happened that the most convenient flights I could find were on the Monday. Perfect, Philip. You are. Uh, uh. <laughs> Do you see that level of commitment? Well, I've got a guest. <laughs> I've got a guest to join us when he's away, so I'm looking forward to him leaving. I have a proper honeymoon. So this is a mini moon to the south of France. We're not far from Toulon, but there's no game, unfortunately. Uh, but then I'm going on a proper honeymoon three weeks in South Africa, uh, Christmas and New Year. Excellent. So, Jay, you'll have a special guest I've line. Got, I've got special guests lined Ooh. up for the, uh, for the guest chair. Wow. Not, I'm not even going to tell Tim because I'll, I, I'll, what I'll do is I'll walk him through the, through the dungeon door and then Tim can get excited. <laughs> oh, Wow. <laughs> Wow, maybe maybe they could just keep them just the other side of the door. And I can ask them questions. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> like blind date style. That would be actually very good. We could have them sitting in my seat with a bag over their head. Tremendous pod. Yeah, but when he's like, I say if it's. Uh, I'll, I'll, um, hang on, Brian Mujati. <laughs> Brian Mujati, you need a big bag. <laughs> I will put a, I'll put a bag over my head. <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, Saturday games. So we've got at. 2.30, which I presume is not the televised game. Sale Sharks host Leicester. Okay. Uh, hmm. Sale Sharks. Leicester. They, 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 they were dominant against Bath. They were. They were. But they, that's the first what, game they've looked dominant in. Yeah. Yeah, and I was talking to someone about their defence, and they're not happy with it. Was this before actually, or after you were using your contacts with players to help your fantasy rugby yeah. team? <laughs> or at the same time, part of the same conversation? Maybe during it. Maybe, <laughs> maybe during it. Um, and, uh, you, you know, the biggest boost to the fantasy league, right, that I have is you saying to everyone that I have player contacts. Because now everyone believes when I say something that yeah. I actually mean it. So if you drop a player, no one goes for them. <laughs> yeah. So he's got inside knowledge. <laughs> So uh, I'm not saying if I do or I don't, but there's a, I'm going to say I, I do because that way. <laughs> I'm not saying if I, if I yeah, do. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say that I've got a, a mole inside each camp. Okay. And, uh, yeah. So Please. when I drop a player, yeah, exactly right. Don't um, pick them up. But here's the thing: uh, they are not happy with their defence, but they actually believe that the fixes were fairly easy. And that sort of showed today because their defence was much better than much better than previous weeks. Having said that, 
I do believe that Sale are much better with ball in hand than Bath. People are going to mock me, mock, mock me for this, but they'll be on TV, right? Or not? Uh, no, no, that's no. not on TV. Why, why, why would you televise that? Who's gonna, you've got, I mean, to you've got loads them. of Leicester fans, but you've, you've, only one team's going to have anyone tuning in to watch. Yeah, we've only yeah. got four Sale games on TV this year. So. And then the other game, this is why it's not televised, is Gloucester Bath. Hmm. There you go. Does anyone have more rivalries in rugby than Bath? Every, every... well, Leicester, <laughs> Leicester, yeah. Northampton. Well, yeah. I wonder what's a bigger rivalry for Leicester: Leicester Bath or Leicester Northampton? Well, here's the thing, right? So it's got it's... And now Leicester Wasps. Well, it's including Bath. So Bath, Bath seems to everyone seems to hate them. You've got Bath, Bath Tigers. You've got Bath Gloucester. You got Bath Bristol, which is a big one. Yeah. And apparently Bath Exeter is a bit of a rivalry too. I don't think quite in the same way. No, but I mean that's that's most of the it league that hates you. It doesn't have the history of the others, and that's where a lot of these rivalries are. Mm. I mean, well, back- I mean, when I went, we went to. Oh no, you didn't go. Uh, but I went on a stag do to Exeter Bath, and the Exeter chief fans treat Bath as their as their derby. So like they're in all. They're, it seems to be every week is a, is rivalry week at Bath. Mm. It's because they were nineties. They were the team, weren't they? Absolutely, just. I mean, when there was no le- there was no league for them to win, and they just won the Pilkington Cup every year. Yeah, what That's a what, what a force force the old system was. Yeah, yeah. fix your secretary. Yeah. Anyway, next. Anyway, so what are we saying? Gloucester Bath. Uh, Bath. Oh, because uh, I mean, they've Gloucester just Bath. They've, Bath. Gloucester have just lost at no. home to Newcastle. Uh, hang on, it is Gloucester, isn't it? And it is where? Uh, it, at Gloucester, at Kingsholm. Right uh, at Gloucester, I'd say they lose at Bath. I say Gloucester win. Uh, if they play Laidlaw, they might win. Flip a coin. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Simply don't know. Wait for the team sheet. If they play Laidlaw, Gloucester win. If they don't play Laidlaw, mm. Bath win. I don't know. It's a really difficult one. In terms of stat backer and offloads, I can tell you that Gloucester do not have a player in the top 20 of offloads so far this season. Mm. Right. Not Where's a single Moriarty? one. Is he... Not, no, non, yeah. no one in the top 20. So wow. perhaps that says something about... Um, the ambition that they're playing. Their game the plan, yeah. Yeah, Bath. They're, Rocker... not try, they're trying to not make mistakes. Yeah, Bath Rockadaguni is the top offloader for Bath. Oh, wow. um, he's also top meters made in the league he's so the, far. He's just the top player at Bath. He's incredible at the moment. He is in right. tremendous so what form. I said, I don't know what I've said. Um, I don't know. I'm flip a coin. The flip a coin. Flip a coin. Laidlaw's going to be crucial whether he plays or not. I'm, I'll say Bath for now. Then Sunday we have Wasps Quins. Wasps hosting Quins, Wasps. which. I think home win. Yeah, even with Quinn's tremendous result this week, I can't see past a Wasps victory. Uh, yeah, Wasps. Wasps, and then what I presume is a televised game. Worcester host Newcastle. That's a televised game, is it? Well, Worcester. That's a three o'clock kickoff. Worcester had a run, have had a run of games at home that they have to take points from, and the only one they've managed to take points out of is a draw. Well, they got two draws, two didn't draws. they? Two draws. Gloucester and Sale, but. It's not the same. It's not the same. I've, they, I think they have to win. <laughs> and this. it was both games that they were winning as well yeah. and should have held on Very to Very interesting because they can score points and no matter yeah. where they play, it's going to be plastic pitch time. So it could be a good game, actually. I, just, I think, I think, it's, it's, I think it's, it will. Yeah, I think it will be quite a good game. Newcastle could back up two great away wins. Um, Worcester can... This is the final of those run of home games against... Teams in and around them. Yeah, beatable teams. Oh, that's a flip of a coin for me as well. Yeah. Yeah, when you say that, so Worcester so far have played Gloucester, Sale, and Newcastle at home. And they will they will have taken two draws, which is four points. Uh they might have got bonus points. Five points. Are they playing at six ways, yeah? 
Uh, yes. Right. Steve Diamond says that not many people are going to go there and come away, come away with the win. So if Steve Diamond says that, good enough for me. Worcester win. Worcester win. I, I'm going to go for Worcester win as well. Mm. They have to. If they had Huhard and Teo and all the rest of it, I, I'd go what, And Aaron Cruden. Aaron, and Aaron Cruden, yeah, obviously. <laughs> if, if we decide not to option him as our little gimp. <laughs> yes. London gimp. The runner. Bring up the kicker! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then rugby championship, which so New Zealand. Oh, these yeah. are. Oh, New I was, Zealand. I was thinking I can get up nice and have a m- breakfast watching this on my I wedding know, day. I know exactly what. what oh, you're it's in South Africa and Argentina. It's a five past four kickoff in South Africa. In South Africa against Australia. I love Australia. you, Phil. Can you just hear? Oh. The, it's his wedding day and the disappointment that he can't watch. Well, that's what happens when you get married in September. It's selfish. Oh. Or is it? It's not in September. October. It? it will be the first of October. Yeah. Yeah. Selfish. yeah, selfish. Yeah, it is. It is. You've got a perfectly good window between June and August. June, I'm, June I'm missing Tokyo's oh. big match against North Manchester for this. We have a six-week week window in between the. And the start of July and middle of August, while the French league is shut down, yeah, that, get all you can possibly, yeah, get everything you need to do yeah. done that. In that can window. I just say though, on the flip side, I am absolutely delighted because you've got me out of a christening on Sunday morning. Oh really? Oh, there's nothing worse than christenings. <laughs> christenings I hate <laughs> them so much. There is nothing worse. <laughs> and for you, Tim, I've got some salty kiss, especially for you, with <gasps> your name on it. <gasps> Um, yeah, I, I repeat, I, I hate Christmas. Can so- I also say one more thing about uh, <laughs> Phil's wedding? Is uh, because like I was not sure how I was doing it logistically. Um, because and as it turns out, Kate's not uh, my missus isn't coming um, because she's taking the kids to the christening. Fuck. Yes. <laughs> um, but. Uh, Lancaster is sold out of accommodation, so is there any? Is there any uh, single ladies? Is there any single ladies who, who <laughs> might have a bed I can occupy for the night? Phil? Single single guys. Uh, there are. There's a couple of single guys. Um, there, there are. You can't some... have a wedding without single women. <laughs> there are some single women okay, who are fine. at the wedding. Fine, I'll, I'll work. I'll graft it. <laughs> uh, work the angles. Um, yeah, I'll just say about christenings. I hate them so much. I refuse to go to my nieces. <laughs> uh, we're getting a quiz why it's completely and utterly pointless uh, so I refuse to go to the whole, to, to the whole thing it's, a it's good my, decision it's my nephew's uh, christening I, I, I will make an appearance late in the day but just in time for the dessert I also stand, yeah. the back, stand at the back of churches for weddings so I can, so I can read the times I, I hate being in church <laughs> so much but we're not in a wedding we're in uh, early 20th not, century not folly not in church you mean oh fine it's a tremendous building Ashton Memorial yeah. for the ceremony beautiful not in a church right Con let, let's wrap so, let, we've got five minutes to wrap this up or it's going to be a two hour podcast oh my word yeah. this what? is a marathon <laughs> oh god uh, final two then South Africa hosts Australia Australia won last time Australia for me uh, in, obviously in Australia I'm going to go for South Africa to turn it round they brought Lambie back into the squad and I think Willie LaRue is back into the squad as well so mm. be interested to see if they can turn it round and then at ten past eleven, Argentina hosts New Zealand. Come on, Argentina! Come on! I would love an Argentina win. Not gonna happen. I can't. See I just it. want. I, I want all of that. Um, you know, South American passion. A full stadium. Yeah. Uh, Tears in the eyes of yeah, the players and like the national tape coming everywhere. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Augustine Creevy versus Dane Coles. Oh, it's on. Best yes. suckers in the world. Are oh, they the best? I mean, they yeah, they are. They are. Oh, really they are. They are. Crew's very different. He's so good. He's so influential. And you you see he is influential. The, you see the difference when he. It, what influence is he having? They keep losing. Ball carrying, offloading, turnovers. His set piece is brilliant. I think he does too much. 
<laughs> <laughs> he does everything, but he does everything brilliantly. Mm, interesting. Interesting. Uh, so we're all saying New Zealand. I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go Argentina and put a bet on it as well. I'm going to say that no. I've seen some videos of New Zealand. They arrived in Buenos Aires this weekend, and I've seen them. Well, they're doing charity work. They've been soaking up the culture. They've been visiting some of the poor areas of, they have, of Buenos have they? Aires. Yeah. Have they? Yeah, of course they oh, have. They're, it's New Zealand. Uh, so New Zealand to win. Culture eats strategy for breakfast. There yes. we go. And when do they do the lineouts? When? <laughs> That's what I want to know. They just magically know it because they're good people. Anyway, enough of that. Uh, right, quickly, let's wrap this up. We've got three minutes until it's an hour. <laughs> uh, two, two hours. Two hours. Right. Okay, so thank you very much. Uh, you've made it this far. Um, Lancaster Lazarus was a, a, a hashtag. I want to do the, do the hashtag, okay? It's yeah. not a traditional hashtag. So we're going to have an end of, uh, end of pod hashtag, and we do have Canterbury stash, which could be yours. You just oh, select medium, large, extra large. We need to pick. We need to pick out last time. Yeah, well, Lazarus that, that's winner. closed now because everyone's. Um, yeah, yeah. Lancaster Lazarus. Lazarus is gone. Now I'll see if I can get some free. Well stuff. done for making it this far as well, because this G two hours. Yeah. Uh, wow. I'll see if I can get some free stuff for this. There, this is not an official competition, but it, the, it might it might become one. I've been thinking, thinking about this, this for a while. We're sponsored by beer, by Beer Fifty Two, right? And, so just, and and Tough Screen and Cornerstone. Yes. So hashtag us <laughs> and Statbacker Beer Fifty Two. <laughs> but if the competition is I want. I want the name of a microbrewery which is going to make me laugh the most. And we'll decide the, the top microbrew names. So you do the hashtag is beer52 so yeah. we can filter by that and then you give your microbrewery yeah. so name. Hashtag, so it's has, the, end of, the end of pod hashtag, which could get you some stash anyway. Hashtag beer52, then make up the name of a, a, a microbrewery or, or craft beer. Yeah, so I, I mean, I, I'd go for something personally like... Rogering Bishop. Ro- yeah, Molesting Bishop is exactly <laughs> yeah, the one yeah, I'm thinking yeah. of. Bishop's um, Finger is, is also hilarious. Um, <laughs> Ray, like All the newfangled ones like Rave Dog or you know, something like that. Uh, yeah, so do that, please. Hashtag Beer52 and the name of a beer. Um, just putting the Beer52 means you could get yourself some Canterbury stash, but there's... We might we'll work on getting you a beer fifty two beer we'll, beer we'll, subscription. We will see you. I mean, I'm not saying we can do anything because I've not spoke to them about this. Oh, they'll be all right with I'll, it. I'll, I'll, I'll chat to. I'll, I'll pull some of my very influential strings. Yeah, <laughs> you set Steve Diamond on them if exactly. they uh, if they don't. You bet. You bet. You new busy mate. Uh, right, we're done. All right, good work, boys. Um, next time we next time we do a podcast, we will all be married married men. I was going to say happily married men, but Phil will be because it'll be. Yeah, well, oh, yeah. I'll be delighted. We'll definitely be married. That is uh, yeah, factually correct. <laughs> um, Short of some disaster between now and then. Oh, got a good outfit on. Brilliant. Right, guys. See you later. In a bit. Bye. Bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.